episode number 37 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Happy New Year, Tom. Happy New Year. Uh, Happy New Year, listeners, as as well. Uh, I hope you had a fantastic festive season, Um, managed to get lots of running in, very little boozing and and eating, (laughs) Uh, well, hopefully a good bit of eating as well, the good stuff, mind you. Um, so how was yours? How was your festive season there? It was good. Well, it was. Let me. It was. It was good as a festive period. It was poor as a running period. And I'll get to that. But the, yeah, festive period was good. A lot of uh, seeing a lot of friends, a lot of family. Caught up with my mum and dad in Fife. We went down and saw my wife's family uh, down in Cheshire, which was great. And then went back up to Oban for New Year. So a lot of a lot of time in the road. Did uh, a park run, which was good. <laughs> you know, a cheeky Christmas park that, run. Where was that one? Kirkcaldy. Kirkcaldy, so that was the, just before Christmas where my mum and dad's went down and did the Kirkcaldy Park Run, got a, a cheeky wee Christmas Park Run win, which was nice. Oh, you didn't tell me that, yeah, didn't you? Did, was, I didn't know you, you, you got a little win out of it. There was, yeah. there was a, yeah, there was two minutes clear of second place, it was a fairly quiet field. Well, what was your time, was it? Was it 16.33. Okay, it's it right. yeah, not decent. bad, yeah, just a little blow in the cup. I think it's actually it? a Park Run PB, to oh, be honest. Oh, uh, So that was good, um, and then, yeah, we just had spent some time with family, which was great, um, you know. Christmas with family who've got young kids is always good fun. Hearing, uh, in fact, you know what I love is is hearing like jokes. Like, so I've got a, a nephew who's who's three years old who's just fantastic. And like, you tell him a knock knock joke, and then he'll come back and say knock knock, who's there? Poo. <laughs> <laughs> or Happy New Year, Poo. <laughs> I mean, I am a, I am a just. You make give me some toilet humor, and I'm done. That's amazing, absolutely amazing. So. You know you're trying to keep a straight face not to encourage, and I'm just laughing. So, uh, anyway, that's uh, that was good. Not much running, so I've got a bit of a knee issue, which was really frustrating. I was hoping to do the Ribble Valley 10K, and I didn't, although I got the chance to watch and, and support my wife, which was good. Um, and how did Fiona get on? Obviously, I know I'm just uh, asking the questions like I don't know. <laughs> just good interviewing. I like it. She, she did well. So, I think it's for her, it's a good comeback run. She was, I think... 35 30 or something so yeah. about a minute off for pb and yeah it's a good good indicator for someone who's been out so i, I know it's a great comeback i mean I, I think you know from i think fiona's pretty happy happy with the, the comeback and mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a funny time of the year as well i mean i've obviously done ribble valley too and you know not many people would say that they're race sharp in terms of 10k road yeah. fitness and for, for fiona to get a you know a, a fairly decent time uh for for her standards, um, on in later on yeah. in the season when she had a bit of a, a bad injury spell in the summer, it's great to see her back. So. It's a good way to you know yeah. end end slash start <coughs> the year. So she obviously she'll build towards autumn and oh, sorry spring, and I'll hopefully uh hopefully get back and do the same. So yeah, good good festive period, and it was yeah not as many miles as I would have hoped though unfortunately, but we're we're get, I'm getting back into it now, and you know what the frustration is, <clears throat> an injury over Christmas. And this is again a first, very much a runner's first world problem. It's not that big a deal, but all the physios are not available. So um, our hero James Cruikshank, he's away in uh, in Finland. I think he's with so, the Scottish curling somewhere, team. Somewhere cold. Somewhere cold. Taking, yeah, somewhere uh, cold. And and not only is it a cold place, the or a cold country, it's a cold place. He's in. He's <laughs> curling. He's <laughs> <Curling. laughs> not even warm inside. So James, who's a legend, he was on TRS and Friends. Obviously, James was has been giving me some advice remotely, which has been hugely appreciated, but I'll hopefully get to see a physio this week. I think it's just 
It's a pain on the knee. I think it's probably tightness in the quad or the hip flex or something. And uh, it's just really frustrating. You, you know the story. All the listeners will know the story. When you get an injury, you feel like it's the end of the world. Yeah. And I did that. So I did the park run before Christmas. That was the 23rd or 22nd or something. Had a pretty solid run the week before Ribble Valley. All set to Ribble Valley. I thought I would walk a PB at Ribble Valley. Oh, you hundred. Right. I, I keep saying hundred percent. I'm not going to say that because I've been told off for saying hundred percent too much. Ninety-nine percent. And absolutely, I say that too many times. So my New Year's resolution is to stop saying hundred percent and absolutely. So another word in my vocabulary. Okay. What, what are you going to replace it with? Totally. Totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Uh, so uh, anyway, so I I took a few days. I took a week off, and it's not great. So I didn't do the race. Um, yeah. So I, I, we have to see how it goes over the next week. I'm hoping we'll talk about goals. It's early doors. I've only lost a week. It's not an issue. But you know, when my wife and my family are all heading out for runs and stuff, it's just poor old Tom's uh, uh, just that, making toilet humor jokes. Yeah, exactly. Researching some toilet humor. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. So. That and the other thing I did there over the Christmas period is I've uh, discovered that the greatest showman. So I've, I've got when we talk about guilty pleasures, my uh, I had some of them in mind already, but the greatest showman songs they're going in my, did you, my pre-race did, list now. Okay, right. Well, let's let's just stay in that com- subject. Two things: the greatest showman. Mm-hmm. So what were you doing? Were you were you learning the songs or were you? Were I was you, watching were you it. Dancing. Or well, I was just well, watching it. You can't. I mean, you can't not watch the greatest showman and not get totally involved so it's were you just, just uh, sitting there while everyone else was ru- running away ru- running about and you were singing <laughs> yeah, to the greatest watching show watching it on multiple repeats <laughs> no, we're, no, not quite but uh, only because we didn't have uh, access to a TV in Oban that's ah, all okay. and but, this, uh, yeah. of course you're in Oban yeah and the second question is while you're off you, you, you mentioned to me you've been you discovered a new game I did, on the PlayStation yeah. 4 this is how sad it is so I've got all this time on my hands I'm doing some stretching and I'm doing some turboing but I'm also uh, I've been playing a bit of Fortnite on, uh, on which makes me sound like a teenager on the Playstation and it's he's, uh, a, he's, a, he's a middle aged professional man and he's playing Playstation games yeah. now I've been I need to get fit quickly to stop this that's yeah that, that's do. true so what is Fortnite it's uh, I, imagine a computer in fact don't tell anyone what Fortnite is because they'll be intrigued and then they won't, they'll forget about their running and then they'll play Fortnite. That's right. So don't don't get involved in it. Don't it's, get involved in it. But tell us about it. It's just uh, it's basically the hung, It's basically like the Hunger Games or something where you get hundred people dropped on an island. Last man standing wins. <laughs> it's uh, and you can do all these cool dance moves to uh, as a kind of it, it's uh, it's entertaining. So it's a bit like the remember we were talking about the back the backyard ultra. It's like the last man standing. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's kind of like that, but the lazy version. It's a very lazy version. Yeah. The thing is, I you know. I've binged out. We've, I've got no box sets to watch anymore. I'm done with you know. I've got no. I need to discover some new TV shows or a new book. I finished the book as well, so I've had a real lull in terms of things to keep my. Well, I've got one, one okay. suggestion for you: Finding Gobi. Okay. So I'll, I'll give timely. you the book. It's upstairs. Um, yes. In fact, we actually for next week we're going to have um, the author of Finding Gobi uh, on the show. I interviewed him during my. Uh, my festive season so it's Dion Leonard who's an ultra runner and he, he does not only the kind of ultras that we do but the extreme ultras um, so essentially what, basically what happened was he went uh, to do the Gobi Desert Ultra uh, I can't remember it's 250 kilometers uh, and he discovered a, a dog uh, a, well, there was a dog just running about and the dog fo- the dog followed him for the whole race and uh, and 
basically he was like, oh, this dog really likes me, and it's <laughs> it's just a, a wild dog, you know, just roaming about, you know, no no owners or anything like that. So he he adopted the dog and he took it back from from China. Uh, and a long story short, he he he's, he actually lives between Edinburgh and Chamonix, um, okay. and he he basically he wrote a book about the the whole experience and it's wow. a fascinating read um so we're going to be chatting chatting to dion leonard next week in the show so cool. uh, it I should be to quite it. interesting not only is you know he's got a great book coming out he's uh he's a decent ultra runner himself so should be nice. good very yeah, good yeah. i look forward to that right. so i'll give you that and you can you can well, listen that'll read, be much read that that'll be long. much better than uh than playing playstation the last thing i'll do if i've been doing in the last week i've been uh, obviously i mentioned i've been turboing i've been back on zwift ah oh, zwift zwift is now, decent. you can use zwift on the bike but you can also use zwift for runners you is, can. That, is that now how does that work so on the bike it's a basic a speed cadencing your bike is you have a, a magnet on your back wheel you tell it what the turbo you're using it knows the resistance and it calculates how much power you're putting out and therefore you can ride running you put a foot pod on your shoe mm-hmm. and then it will take from Bluetooth or something your stride length, stride frequency, you, your cadence, you tell it what your stride length is and Bob's your uncle. So, really? Yeah, so okay. for, for, um, for a treadmill. So the, the Zwift on the bike I find quite good because you can ride around. Uh, it was New York I've been doing and you can do some nice sessions. I've, and, you know, I've done some hard, good to get harder work while I can't run. So we talked about uh, injury injuries mm. a couple of weeks ago and having that plan of doing something because it's too easy just i find it too easy just to be like you know oh this is the end of the world this is yeah. a nightmare my marathon's already in jeopardy and i know that's ridiculous but that's what you think you think oh i've got an april marathon and that's it's yeah. ages away yeah but it's instantly a worry and it's it shouldn't be so getting i find just getting on the bike especially when you're eating turkey beers wine yeah you know it's uh it's not a good time to not be <laughs> running so it's good to be back on zwift and and yeah, it's uh, keeping so me fit. I suppose the question is now, because you've been injured now, um, and we know a couple other people who've uh, picked up an injury, and we asked, obviously we asked this question a, a couple of months ago, is there anything that you you would, obviously you've told them that you're going in Zwift, and is there anything else that you've discovered about the meaning of life when you're as an injured runner? Because I, I guarantee that everyone who's listening has picked up an injury in the last year. Yeah. or two years or three years or or somebody is already injured at the moment and want some inspiration now one thing if i'm injured there's no way i'm listening to running podcast but that's just me uh, yes <laughs> we've got a podcast to do so we yeah. even if we're injured we have to, we tell, have to do it, yeah. tell the world about scottish scottish athletics and running and all that jazz so i think i don't go on strava when i'm injured okay i know that and i think that's I don't know. You know, as a runner, there's there's a real competitive element, and you kind of, especially when I know a lot of, it's I find it really difficult to see other people who I know are training for marathons in the spring, training, because yeah. then all you think is I'm not doing that, yeah. and that's I find that a real stress, and that's you know I think that's a real thing about when you're injured, you've got, and I say injured, I've only been out a week, I'm obviously being a drama queen here, but it's uh, or two weeks now, but it, it's a real. Uh, you, it really, you really need to keep a, a reality check on, on you know, it's not you know I'm not dying, <laughs> you know, I'm you know I'm not I there's I, I and it's far far too early for me to have any concerns about this marathon. But already I started thinking, oh, is there any marathons later in the year that I could do? That's yeah, ridiculous. It it's is, so irrational. 
especially because I, I remember what you messaged me saying I've got a, I've got a niggle it's my knee and the first thing I thought of is right well you've only had this niggle okay you said it's it's accumulated mm-hmm. um, but you haven't really you know are you injured like a complete injury that's going to take you out for days and that's what you or yeah. months or whatever you do assume that you know yeah. the natural thing is to assume that I'm going to be out for months and you, you but in reality you just need to take it day by day and just yeah. do what you can and keep yourself as fit as you can and, and hopefully you'll be absolutely fine and you seem to be doing that pretty well you know a, a combination of uh, you know what you could do is have Zwift in the background Fortnite on the your PlayStation <laughs> another uh, another side of the you know your room and uh, get a book as well an audio book and you're all singing all that and what, I, well, what I have been doing and I'm, we need to, we'll get on to Christmas presents and I want to hear what you had for Christmas but I've been cooking up a storm. So I got a slow cooker for Christmas. Oh, so I've been, I've been on the brisket, which has been dynamite. <laughs> the I, uh, Fiona got me a, a, a pizza stone for a kettle barbecue. Oh. So See, there, one thing, right? You know, I, I, I think this is um, it's a trend for perhaps not meaning to be sexist or anything like that, but my wife and your wife, they bought things for us. <laughs> not just for, for, for you, for us. Yeah, is it, would that be about right? Yeah, I think they'll definitely see benefit out of those. Presents, yeah. yeah, like pillowcases. We, I got pillows for Christmas. Uh, <laughs> oh no, we got pillows. Not not this Christmas. The year before. Now, pillows. There's four pillows, and I've got two pillows. Mm-hmm. So that that those pillows are for everyone. Yeah, so, yeah. For me. You, unless you want to stack up four pillows. I got, I got a quilt for Christmas. Yeah, bed sheets <laughs> for Christmas. So I, th- these are my bed sheets. You're not getting any, Debbie. Well, that's it. so. What did you get this year then? Uh, God, I can't lie. It's pretty bad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, it, for my birthday, I did get a trip to Venice. Uh, yes. And so yeah. that's that was my biggest present. Um, so I'm going to be. We're going to be going to Venice this weekend. Uh, just for a weekend, just Friday and Saturday and into Sunday. Um, and uh, in terms of whatever things, I got a nice flashy wallet. Uh, so. Just because I always have a wallet and this, the, it hasn't got a zip, you see. So mm-hmm. I keep losing all my cards and my uh, my money and stuff. So um, it's a nice wallet and the idea is to hopefully keep everything together rather than taking things out and not putting them back in. I need to look after my personal belongings a little bit more. Very so sensible. it's a nice fancy wallet I've got. Did you get any running related presents? Running related presents? Uh, my wife got me a pair of running shoes. Oh, did she got me oh, a pair of Nike uh, Pegasus Turbos. Oh, Turbos, yeah, eh? <laughs> Which is why I still got them. What are these? What? It's, Pegasus Turbos. Pegasus, with, you know the fancy foam in the Vaporfly? Ah, okay. It's a Pegasus with that foam. Oh. So and I haven't been out in them yet, but they're, they're really light. Really. Uh, I did. I actually also nice. got a present from Tom. Um, he gave me a birthday present. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What were they? The Nike. What they Nike called? streaks. Nike streaks. So uh, yeah, I must. Did you wear them at the prom? I, I did. Did yeah, you? Yeah, okay, I wore them cool. At the prom in there. How were they? Oh, they're gonna they're give, me, yeah. give me a season's best. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> season's <laughs> best yeah. after four days. Four days yeah. <laughs> no, uh, but I mean it's the fastest I've, I've ran a three k and well, I say that I haven't done a three k in many many years, but uh, well, that was well. So we bored the listeners with my non-running chat. So you. How has your Christmas been? And you're cutting to the chase there. You finished it with a cheeky... The Ultraman has finished it with a 3K race. I did, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I've been training. Training's been going really well. Um, I'm, I've kind of... I mean, we'll, we'll go into it in a minute. I've, I've got a better a better idea for the year of what, what races I'm going to do. 
Um, but I also started the year off with a cheeky little proms 3k uh, just along the well, Aberdeen promenade um, so I end up getting I think I got a 9 in fact I got an 858 an 858 3k according to, <laughs> according to Strava <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I was like oh my god and I didn't even know like I, I did stop it and I thought oh that's 910 for the, the 3k um, and then I looked at Strava and thought, oh, maybe I didn't stop my watch for 10 seconds. <laughs> but no, I got the results and I got a 9-11. Um, but I tell you what, it was a ball buster. For it. Like, when you do an ultra race, an ultra marathon, be it, or even maybe not necessarily a marathon, because you do tend to work really hard in terms of pace, but when you do an ultra, you're out for hours and hours. And the, the, the worst thing you can ever do in an ultra, unless it's just the end of the race, is to have your heart breathing out your ass, like you know, you're breathing, you're hyperventilating essentially, um, and you, you're utilizing all your all your oxygen in, in terms of your VO2 max and stuff. So you, you kind of want to work at a fairly low level. So because I've been doing a lot of that kind of running, the moment I started doing, the moment I did the 3K race, I was breathing out my ass big time. Uh, no doubt. And like, I didn't know what pace to run at because like, I naturally in my, you know, give, rewind back a couple of years I was doing 10k's uh, you know fairly quick quickish 10k's and maybe even 5k's and half marathons uh, but now I'm like you know the ultra side and marathon side running fast is in, in knowing what pace you're running fast at is really really difficult yeah. so I went off I mean it was a, it was a great turnout on Friday last Friday and I didn't I, you know I didn't know if I would win Jason Kelly was there and he's a young worker yeah, snapper you know he's he 20 years younger than me <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so I, I went off and I had, a, I had a good lead and I was like oh look I had a cheeky look behind I know you're not meant to look behind but yeah. I just wanted to know and I looked at my watch fucking hell 450 I'm doing per mile and I thought oh Jesus that's I don't think I've done a mile rep at that for about two a couple of years and then I got to halfway you know the turnaround yeah. point at the end and I, and I looked behind and there they were you know it's the best way of describing it is you know um, at the Tour de France you've got, they've got the peloton and there's always one guy who goes yeah, off like a, a whippet <laughs> and you just see him just getting like the peloton you know the bird's eye view of of the, of the cyclist and, and you just see this little poor little cyclist getting swallowed up that was me that was me <laughs> oh, the and then uh, i was like oh no i got to halfway going i think i've cooked i think i've overcooked it a little bit i think i've overcooked did the, the cat did they catch you at any point so uh so, but then well so i get to like i don't know maybe like 600 meters to go and i had a, another cheeky look behind and i know it's, you lose a bit of time but i need i had to look behind because i had no idea what was happening behind me <laughs> and then there was jason kelly just Given it already, I thought, oh no, I'm going to get swallowed up here. Uh, so I was like, right, what do I do? Do I try and do I, do I just wait for him or, you know, just stay in the same yeah. pace? So I tried to like go faster. <laughs> and I don't know if going faster actually was faster, but it uh, felt faster. It was probably the same pace, but it was just harder. And did he respond? Um, and yeah, he did respond. And it was literally like, I can't, it was like, it was the end of that. I, I managed to hold on. Um, but for three seconds, Ooh, three full seconds. So, uh, so yeah, I gave it the fist pump at the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nah, I did right. I'm not. I'm not. It's too. It's too low key a race to do a fist pump and to look up in this guy. Nah, I'm not. I'm. I'm all about the you look up to the heavens. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wait until my, I wait, wait until I get to the Olympics for yeah. that. But uh, it was always good. To, it's always good to start start the start the year off with a win. 
Uh, well, that's nine. That's uh, let me. That's nine minutes of of effort. The last time, well, not the last time you raced, but one of the last times you raced, you had nine hours of effort for a marathon. <laughs> so it's a bit different. I know. I'd say eighteen hours of of running and then to a nine minute race. It was, uh, so what, what was the inspiration behind doing it then? Just you fancied a wee burn up. Well, I was working and then I was away for a run. In fact, I was away to do a session. I'm like, oh Christ. 3k proms is on <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i'll go and do that just turn up so like but, and i got to the start you know I thought, Fuck, what do you do when you do short distance races so i started doing all the all the mobility stuff yeah. you know the 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 good old lunges and the good old strides and you know you don't do that yeah, i mean you, you do that yeah. you don't do strides and ultras uh so i was i was just it was quite nice just to to feel like i was fast again nice <laughs> um but it was a perfect day perfect pv conditions um but it's, it's always good to get a season of best, even though it's uh, the first race of the year. Very good. Um, what else were you up to over the festive period? Other than that, yeah, just we went. Um, uh, we mentioned we mentioned this uh, previously. So obviously, you did the the coast to coast challenge of the metro. Yeah. You, part of one of your legs was to to run the Larry Grew. Yeah. Or a section of it. Yeah. So we went to myself and Debbie went to the Linnadi car park, um, and we proceeded to run towards the Bothy. So the where the Bothy is, it's about eight miles into the Larry Grew. Mm-hmm. Uh, and where that Bothy is, interestingly, it's the Devil's Point on the left. I know where and you are, the, yeah. the Angel's Peak. So when Queen Victoria was what you know, doing her horse and carriage, uh, it was called it, it was initially called the Devil's Penis and the Angel's Breast. Just Raunchy. because of the shape of the, the mountains. The, the, the both of them are in roads. Um so uh so yeah we, we ended up going to there and taking it about to i i tried to run a little bit but it was it was kind of it was a bit of snow at the top but we nipple and then debbie yeah we are we, are we it was actually the willy i was oh, right, towards okay, yeah. the devil's willy uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then i was like nah i'm not going up this because debbie just turned back so i had to catch her up so it ended up being a bit of a tempo on the way back okay, nice so it was there. Yeah, it was about what? How many? I think we did about eighteen miles of, of running. So that was nice just to get out in the hills. It was a fairly mild, uh, a, a fairly mild winter, as a mild festive season. It was like ten yeah, degrees when we were running along there. So, um, but yeah, just uh, just bits and bobs, really. Um, I, I suppose the, the game changer for me now is uh, the the year now. You know what kind of training, and I think mm. probably we'll, I think that'll segue us into goals for this year. Yeah. Um. So. I met up with my coach Lewis Walker and uh, in the weekend just to just to also give him his birthday present and his Christmas present. We haven't given him <laughs> his birthday present was in August. So, uh, in fact, no, that's that's a lie. It was in October because it's the day of our wedding. No, in fact, that's even that's even more of a lie. Our day of the wedding was September, wasn't it? So anyway, cut long story short. I'm rambling again. Where's the cowbell? <laughs> um, so yeah, caught up with him and uh, just started looking at what I'm going to be doing for the for the year. Um, so it's looking planning out to be quite quite good. So definite races I'm going to be doing, Tom, is I'm going to be doing the National Cross Country Championships in Falkirk. Cool. Um, but I'm I'm going to be focusing on marathon training and ultra training in the run-up. So I'm not... Fo- I mean, obviously I'll do as well as I can, but it's, it's difficult to, to train well for a 10K and then... You know, do an ultra straight straight off the back. So I'm thinking they're also doing the British ultra hundred kilometer. The British, the British hundred k champs for uh, road on the road. On the road, where um, is that? And that's in Perth. 
Okay, yeah, cool. So I'm, I'm ho- hopefully going to be doing that one. Um, there's uh, I put my name in the hat for the, the Scottish team. So, so I'll see what happens. I think the selection's at the end of the month. So I, think you, I mean, oh. you're, uh, for me, you're obviously in, in the in the right in there in the mix for that because you look at your results over the last two years you know that's at marathon and at even longer distances you know that's you let's forget about hardmore <laughs> Mar- no, that wasn't on the cv <laughs> yeah quite right no but seriously i think i'm hopefully when will you find out do you think uh, i think it's uh, maybe at the end sort of end of january okay. i would imagine um, fingers crossed so though. that's uh, so that'll be good um but even if i if i don't get picked then there's also there's always the yeah, there's other there's other races in, in there and yeah. I think you can still enter as a you know as a just as an individual anyway. Um, so and when's that? That's in March. So that's in March. Yeah. So that so that yeah. gears me up for the. In fact, I was also thinking about doing the Carnegie Five race. Oh, cool. Yeah, because that's a nice. great. I've done the. I've never so done it. I'd love to do it. It's a great race. You know, the, it's just the standard as well. I just think it's, you know, a real ball buster of a course. You know, five hills are going up and down. Nice. And, um, and it's always a good field that, that turn up for it as well. So that's uh, two weeks before the National Cross Country Championships. Uh, and then there's the British 100k Championships in March. Uh, so hopefully do that. Also quite good to, to do a 100k on the road just because it's a time bound, it's a time bound event. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, when you do ultra trail races, you don't really know, you know, okay, you're, you're racing against other people and you know, different standards and, uh, but there's not a there's not a benchmark as such. It's all based on performance, um, mm-hmm. and, and you know of, of other people and where you are in the field. Um, so it'd be just quite nice just to get a, a time down um, and see where I'm at in terms of yeah. how fast I can go. And I don't think there's a there's also like you know every two years it's the there's a, a British team that, that take part in the World Hundred K Champs, and it'd be quite nice to get as close to the standard as, as I can. Really, I don't know what the standard will be next year, but. So what um, what would you shoot for for hundred k? Well, I don't know. Like I think the I mean this year's standard I think was like six. What was it? Six forty five and six fifty five. You know, is that six forty five to get an individual? Yeah. Um, spot I think. Six hours forty five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So in, in terms of my like, this is what I was trying to work out. Like, what's that? What pace is that? I'm trying to. I'll use my uh, calculator like, here. 645 or something like that 646 I don't know um so yeah so I'm, I'll probably end up doing that do train train kind of towards that and then there's the what else do we have coming up Sterling Marathon yeah I'm looking at that's also the Scottish Marathon Championship yeah, I mean, that's, so. I'm, I'm delighted you're doing that that's great so yeah yeah I mean it's just a shame we're, I do, well, I'm gonna have a few metros doing that I, I think we've got a few going down yeah yeah so, so yeah we'll see see how the team, team get on there. Going, yeah. um, and then after that there's again I put my name in the mix for the the world children and championships uh, in June so again put the CV in we'll, we'll find out at the end of the the month what happens there uh, but, but again you've got you know you this is last year so Correct me if I'm wrong, but the you've said before the World Ultra Trail is alternates short and long, being yeah. fifty and hundred k. I is think right? so. Yeah, I think the first the, the first one was uh, the first short distance one was actually the year I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the idea is going from short to long and so alternating. If it's short again this year, knowing that you last time you did it, you were first Brit home at it. I mean, 
that's uh you know you, you've proven that you can turn up at these things so fingers crossed that you're again in the mix you, you've yeah. proven you can rise to the big day because you know form is one thing but championship experience and the ability to run a race keep your head is another thing so you know hopefully uh fingers crossed for that perfect yeah well fingers crossed we'll see what happens but yeah it's looking looking to what do an exciting it. year exciting year yeah, yeah. I mean, that's only, it, that only takes you to the summer i know yeah you yeah. talked about utmb from there it's utmb uh so well, we'll see we'll see what happens i mean I, I was actually if i wasn't going to venice this weekend i got an invite to the uh, i got picked for the east district team as well nice. but that, so but it was it was a lot it was too you know by that point the the flights were yeah, yeah. I, I, you know i was like oh god i, I got a cheeky nice. email but I, I think you know it's obviously rolled down places so people pull out someone needs to go back in but absolutely i think uh, it's, it's, it's not rolled down but it's not like you were you know you're in the mix anyway so again it's you're yes yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's still nice to be uh yeah it was it was, it was good love, i'm gonna yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna miss um going to the district as well but It'll be a great event. Like, yeah. It's in Sterling this weekend. Isn't We've got it? our man Cameron Strachan. He's going down. Yes, he uh, running for the east. Yeah, yeah, yellow, the yellow. I was going to say it's not the yet. It's not the yellow train metro. What are we called? No, with the, What's our nicknames? Has Metro Aberdeen got a nickname yet? I think Central well, have got a nickname. Why? We do should we, we should we should create one. The bumblebees. The bumblebees. But what do you? This yellow train. What are the bumblebees? The bumblebees are like. What's what do you call a group of bumblebees? Swarm, a swarm, the yeah. swarm. <laughs> yeah, here comes the swarm. What's uh, what was the saying that um, Muhammad Ali used to say? Something uh, sting like a float know. like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Uh, that's what I say. Yeah. Yeah. Run like a gazelle, gazelle. And... sting like a bee. <laughs> <laughs> nice. oh, and then of course Kenny Wilson running for the North District as well. That's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The our TRS and, and friends. Do you know what we should have called the festive? Um, the festive get the, the get together what Thomas and friends oh yeah that would have been and good I was like oh we should have called it that because of you but anyway I was thinking that in my run and I thought I'd share it on the podcast I'm just, anyway yeah I'm thinking actually now we can talk about it later on yeah I forgot into districts this weekend that's crazy yeah we're, it's this weekend yeah. straight, I thought this was going to be a week of just ah oh, yeah we had a good Christmas welcome back yeah. everyone but actually there's, there's stuff happening to, there's lots to talk about we've got so We've got a really exciting year ahead of us. Some great names lined up in terms of interviewing, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. So um, keep listening, everyone. Absolutely, we've got. I can say absolutely instead of Kyle now, but we've got plans afoot for a few things beyond just the podcast. We're hoping to, you know, look at some uh, TRS events through the year. Uh, the long talked about beer mile is gonna happen. So we're, that will that's something for your diary soon. Definitely. And we've also we're looking at um planning a, a tartan running shorts getaway somewhere. Yes. Uh, later on in the year. So we will keep you in the loop and uh, we do hope uh to get everyone on board who would be keen. Obviously places will be limited. Um but yeah, we'll, we'll make further details to follow. Yeah, it will be very good. So big year. Big year. So right, I'm I've rambled on about my goals now. What about you? So obviously you've got we've we've kind of sit, spoke about goals for the yeah. last couple of weeks, but now that it's a new year, assuming touch wood that everything's injury free, mm-hmm. what's the what's the main events for for Thomas? The main event is the Boston Marathon, without okay. a doubt, and that's in April. That's in April. Yep. So before then, we've got the the first thing I'm going to run will be the big half in London. Actually, that's not till March. So I know I'm talking. Let me go back. 
National Cross Country, Falkirk, February. Hold on. Of course, Tom. I'll be there. The, the, the captain has to turn yeah. up to the national. So I'll be at the national for sure. Then big half in March. So that's in London. That is the British Half Marathon Champs, actually. So I'm hoping to whip up a British uh, a metro team for that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's the same day as in Vanessa, unfortunately. So that may not take such a big draw. I'll run, I'll run that. That'll be good. Um, we'll see how that goes. And then Tom Scott 10 miler I'm looking at, which is national 10 miler. I've set myself a... He's got all the championship events well, they're turning up. To. You know, I've, set, I've set myself and the men's team at the club to an extent, a challenge of more competing at the national champ. So mm-hmm. the, the Tom Scott 10 miler will be a good little tune up. It's two weeks before Boston. So I'll do that. Then Boston itself, the big one. So that will be... That'll be the main goal in spring. I'll be shooting to go for two thirty. We'll see how the I'll see how the training goes, but you know I'm, I'm close, so we'll see if I can make it. And then after that, I wouldn't mind doing. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind doing a, um, an ultra. <laughs> You're not the first person to say that. I he's think a, he's doing uh, the UTMB. <laughs> You'd have to do an 81 mile walk though to get to do that. No, yeah, yeah. no, not yet. I, I think I'm actually mulling over not this year, but I would like to do the Highland Fling one year. Ah, I think the Fling's nice, an amazing event. Yeah, definitely that'd be a nice entry into it. But what yeah. what I do think I might do is the Lyre Group if I can get a place for that. In oh. I think that's in May. It's in yeah, it's in May, yeah. So yeah, the guy, yeah. one of the guys who I decided um I actually work with them, so I'm hoping I might be able to tap him up for a heads up on when the entries go live for that. So Lyre Grew, I'm gonna do the also on the theme of nationals, national five K champs. I'm gonna oh, do that, which is in May. Is it the same same event, same same yep. time, Friday night? Friday night lights. <laughs> so I'm gonna do that. That's gonna be two and a half weeks after Boston. So I think I should hopefully have legs back by then. And you know the other one I want to do, and I haven't actually mentioned to you, but I'm thinking it could be a good thing to go and do a, a weekend running championships. Okay, let's do that. There we go. Highgate hires night of the ten thousand. Oh, the night. Of, oh, definitely. Yeah. Go down and eight, half half the reason to go is to run because it's super quick and it looks great. The atmosphere. But the atmosphere oh, just yeah. to watch the yeah, elite yeah. race and stand in the beer tent on the back straight. So that's on the radar. But what um, do you um, just on that note, like I've always struggled doing a track event. Like I can't run well on a track. Um, I used to, I mean, as a junior, I was okay, but when it gets to running a 10k on the track, I just, I'm crap. Like, I remember, the reason I say that is, I did the Scottish 10,000 metre championships on the track uh, a few years ago, and uh, my PB at the time was about 32, low 32s, and I ended up getting like, no, I think it was 31 actually, and I ended up getting a 33 10k on the track. track. just didn't didn't just suit didn't me at together. all. Yeah, I mean maybe it was a, an off day or something, but I just expected to be faster on the track than mm, I was. On the I think road, most people are. Yeah, I've I've done a ten thousand years ago on the track, and it, I haven't done one recently. Did a, I've done a five and a three recently. I don't know. As you say, the atmosphere is why I'm going to do that. Yeah, just to be part of that. Um, and that but, really is all I've got lined up, to be honest. Uh, it's, 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 a few it's, things coming up. Sounds a plan, yeah. It's the old cheeky park one as well, no doubt. Oh, yeah, yeah. And what about, right, so I know we're shooting for a sub 230, mm-hmm. and that's got to be your ego. Yep. In my eyes, that's your ego is to get a sub 230. You were, I mean, you had a fantastic result at Frankfurt, and it's mm-hmm. not a fluke. Um, <laughs> That's it. There's, you can't fluke a you can't fluke a marathon. You can't. Yeah, you just can't. absolutely. Uh, I mean, you could maybe fluke a ten, a hundred meters because it's such a short distance yeah. reaction times and blah blah blah. But like you put in, your training was fantastic for it. The run up was great. Um, 
but like for two and a half hours you only only need to break, break what a minute 58 seconds 58 point, seconds yeah. 58 seconds so so that's two seconds a mile pretty much <clears throat> yeah so there's that and then half marathon time so i run 71 what was it 71 71 70, 71 40 71 40 go lower, go lower. so i need to so i'm thinking i need to go low 71s possibly even break 71 i think that's a big ask though i think that's that because i'm looking to take if i if i take a minute off my marathon i think if I, I could probably get away with i if i was to even just pb at the half i think i would have confidence to run the marathon so what that well we'll see my my concern is that i've not the december wasn't as, as big as i wanted but i've got time till march um yeah Ah, we'll see. Yeah, see, interesting. Yeah, exciting. Oh, wait, also, I need to do a bloody 10K. So I know, 10K yeah, that's only, The only games. distance I didn't PB last year was ah, 10K. And uh, it was obviously Ribble Valley. When you leave your 10K race till the end of the year, that's a risky <laughs> play. So that didn't happen. Um, oh, God. Anyway, so that is, uh, that's that's the year. So very exciting. I guess Ribble Valley is quite a nice wee uh, segue into some of the results that have happened over the last yeah, definitely. Well, let's start off with the Ribble Valley. Now, before I go on to the results for Ribble Valley, now, Tom, you're the marketing <laughs> guru. Like, the, the, you, the, obviously, Tom, I, I'm sure if you, some of the listeners watched his video, um, how many, do you know how many views it got? Well, last I saw it was about 6,000, but you were reporting you at one stage saw 8,000. I saw about, it was about, I had about 8,000 views. Just that cheeky little, uh, Finish, um, you know, the, vi- the video of you, all the top runners finishing. I mean, most and listeners your commentary, will see it. I think it was a commentary that, uh, <laughs> yeah, that everyone was like, check this, check the nick of this Scottish boy out. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this guy. What was, what I thought, I'll film it because I, it's an interesting race and I thought a lot of our listeners would be keen to watch it and it seemed they were and obviously the wide audience at Ribble did but what, my favourite part of filming it was there was the bloke you would have seen on the video stood next to me is the guy doing all the commentary and stuff you know here comes first lady and he missed the third lady come through so he kept going here comes third lady i'm like uh fourth lady (laughs) (laughs) so that was funny and the second before we talk about results the second highlight for me for the river valley a race i didn't even run was uh, i'm stood at the finish speaking to fiona and some guy comes up to me and he says uh excuse me are you tom from tom running shorts and that made my whole christmas so daryl hasty shout out to you mate you've absolutely that was a a, a top moment um daryl <laughs> had a great run 31 48 for a pb i understand gal harriers so well done mate that was uh it was great to meet you great to it's great to meet listeners actually at races yeah that was really cool really nice and uh there was a couple of other people i was speaking to who i already knew <clears throat> but obviously knew about the podcast so there was a real real scotch mafia though we were afterwards chatting there was we were there uh, obviously, Daryl, we were speaking to, uh, caught up with um, Andy Douglas afterwards. Oh, did you? Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Andy he Douglas. Had result, he had a great result. Yeah. So he almost had a nightmare. He messaged me the night before because he was, I think he was messaging all the Scottish folk down there because he, he didn't, he planned to get the, sorry, Andy, for outing you here, but he, he planned to get the train from, uh, I don't know where he was staying, to Clitheroe. No trains on a Sunday. Oh, no. And the race is at 8 or, no, not 8, 10 o'clock, so we had to be there at 8 or 9. So anyway, he was looking for a lift. We unfortunately couldn't help him out because we were in the other direction, but he made it. And, and yeah, as you say, Kyle, he had a great run. So he was actually, I mean, ra- rather than go through all the results, I think the me- most interesting ones are the Scottish guys. So Andy was, of course, first got home 29.50. Uh, and the, just behind him, next finisher, 
Callum McKenzie, thirty twenty. Oh, big run from Callum. So it's. it's uh, I think I was out, out with him earlier because he had a slower PB than me. Yeah, not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then we continue on with some of the other men running. Derek Hawkins, good to see him back in action. You get a sub thirty one today. Thirty forty eight. Oh, yeah, good, so okay. improvement on his yeah. leads run. Uh, Max Malarvey. I think the the year I did Ribble, he uh, he ended up. Um, did he win it? I think he won it actually. Uh, okay. And he was sub. I think, or he was second. He was just uh, just below sub thirty. Wow! I think. Yeah. So it's great to see Derek on the on the comeback trail. Max Malarvey, Glasgow, um, Victoria Park. He was thirty one oh five. We had Stuart Gibson thirty one sixteen. Stuart is of course Camus Lang. Who else did we have? Daniel Bradford thirty one nineteen. Shettleston. And the next one in, of course, is yeah, is Daryl Daryl Hasty thirty one forty nine. So, well done, lads. Really good to see a strong Scotch contingent. Um, and then on the women's side, we had uh, Beth Potter, of course, course record. Yeah, what was it, thirty two ten or something? Yeah, like that? almost pretty much bang, almost bang on thirty two minutes. So she's obviously in in super form for someone who's a triathlete these days. So thirty two or seven. Right. Really, really impressive. And uh, the other Scottish results I want to touch on in terms of the women was we had uh, Morag McClarty or sorry Morag Miller now. Morag Miller to get updated. So Morag, I did uh, see uh, I did see Morag's husband Lewis uh, on the sideline. You're like, go on Morag, go on Morag, <laughs> <laughs> with your arms flailing. <laughs> Lewis yeah. had a little peek to the left. How do you yeah. know my wife? Is that Scottish bloke who knows yeah. my wife? Yeah. So Morag thirty five one, and we had uh, our very own Fiona Bryan in thirty five thirty six. So Fiona, yeah. had a, we talked about that. With a comeback run, so very good Scottish turnout. Great to see. There was quite a lot of results, uh, like really top results in the you know in terms of road racing. We, we, also, we'll get on to briefly about the indoor uh, circuit as well. But we also had uh, Luke Trainer. He had a cracking run. Uh, I can't pronounce this for the hell of me. <laughs> Carida de Hulier, something like that. Uh, in Paris. No, in Paris, there <laughs> yeah. we go. It was in Paris. Uh, he did a ten k and he he, uh, he dipped under twenty nine minutes. So great to see Luke coming back into fine fine form. Um, now we had Luke on the show uh, early in the episodes, uh, talking about his training and his races coming up. And uh, so I'd encourage you to listen to that episode. You can listen to all our episodes on SoundCloud and iTunes. They're all there for you to listen. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Definitely have a listen to Luke's interview. Really, really good, really insightful and uh, top bloke. So yeah, uh, we also had the you know, we've been we've been plugging this event for some time. Uh, the Tilly Ten K. So I'm just trying to open up the results, but we had some great uh, yeah some some great times. We had Robbie Simpson smashing it up in a, obviously a course record because it's the <laughs> the first one. It's the easiest course record. Well, actually, <laughs> I say it's the easiest course record he'll ever run. He was uh, pushed to the wire by a Canadian bloke. We talked about the PH Racing guys told us that the is it uh, Ke- Kevin Blackney. Kevin Blackney was going to turn up, and I thought, okay, this Canadian guy said he'd turn up. He may have been a ringer, but no, sure enough, he was. Oh, he's the real deal. He oh was yeah, yeah. thirty so, fifty-five. That's right. Yeah. So Robbie, Robbie finished the ten k in thirty forty-four. Kevin Blackney thirty fifty-five. James Donald, great. I think I've got a feeling James actually listens to the to the show. Um, he was third in 31-32 uh, Dundee Hawk Hill so again Dundee have got some cracking runners you know, we've got Lauren, Lauren Muir and Eilish as well and uh, so yeah good, Chris good, Jones Chris Jones as well God again another, another Billy, uh, Billy Gibson big Billy Gibson <laughs> as well yep shout out to all, Billy all these boys <laughs> yeah 
So uh, yeah, top results in terms of the the blokes as well. And the the first female was uh, Fiona Matheson uh, Falkirk. So thirty seven fifty. Now Fiona is a she's a vet fifty, and she's still mixing up with the top the top athletes in Scotland. So big shout out Impressive. to Fiona for uh, yeah smashing up with a with a great time. Um, and I think she's also she's not like the world record holder for 10k or very close to it anyway yeah um, oh, and we also had Alison McGill uh, PH Racing Club so yeah. they've got a strong contingent of so moment. I think that's a transfer now because Alison McGill as we talked about in TRS and Friends won the Scottish Marathon Champs female as Fife AC so Alison's obviously switched allegiances there oh, okay okay I wonder how but much maybe, PH Racing yeah. paid for that is <laughs> yeah. there any transfer fee with <laughs> Oh, 38 minutes yeah so yeah, tight yeah. only 10 seconds between the uh, that's you like the like the men it's a close one that yeah uh, and then also third PH Racing Club uh, third was Kristen Lowney as well uh, Lowney again in 39 39.08 so well done now the feedback I've had about the the Tilly 10k was it was a a rip-roaring success I think it was a bit windy on the way back so, um, some have reported but it looks to be a really strong event so I'm we'll, we'll be on our Christmas rotation Fife this year so I'm going to be waiting to get a Tilly 10k place next year and hopefully that'll be uh, actually get a December race in brilliant so talking about um, one of the not December races now but the first race of the year in Scotland I believe is the Portobello other than park runs because they're not races but uh, we had the Portobello pr- Promethon I don't know how you say it uh, so Grant Sheldon, um, I think he was he was a winner in eighteen thirty for yeah, four miles. Shifting. Jesus, I mean, what's that? That pace. That is outrageous. Is that not like four thirty miles, four thirty so, per mile or something? Four thirty-five per mile. Oof, I don't so even know if four, I could do a mile in that. Four thirties would be sixteen, eighteen, eighteen flat would be four thirties. So it's eighteen. It's about eighteen. It's about four forty. <sighs> So that's Kipchoge pace. Yeah, my Marathon World there you Record go, pace. Look. Yeah, sorry, Grant. Well done, Grant. To, World to Record pace <laughs> for four miles. <laughs> hey, you never know how. Maybe he wasn't getting pushed. I yeah, don't know. Uh, again, <laughs> another uh, another name again is Andrew Douglas as well. Again, so he's. We've also had Andrew in the show yeah. as well, haven't we? Yeah, busy December. We busy, busy week for Andrew. I know. Racing yeah. There. yeah. So that's Andrew sub thirty minute ten k. A fantastic eighteen fifty six with pretty tired legs I would imagine I do know that he also did a hill race as well um, in Green- I don't know where it was but it was a short hill race he did so he's been racing a lot in the festive season but still smashing up in terms of the races as well so good good result for Mike uh, Andrew Michael Crawley as well 1911 so yeah good good result for him and a big shout out to Mickey Breen as well um, good Breen. to see Mickey getting a 20 flat as well so well done Mickey mm, very good um, I've known Mickey for years now uh, so it's good to see him running well and in terms of the females who did we have on uh, looks like Jill Stephen for the win Jill Stephen yeah 23 well, no, a bigger prawn, Lauren Wilson Lauren Wilson is that right yeah Edinburgh C 22-32 and Jill Stephen Hunter HBT 23-22 HBT and third FGW was third Oh, it's Christine Liney again. No, it's Alison McGill. Oh, so it's Alison McGill. You can tell this is the first time we've looked at these results. <laughs> yeah, Alison McGill, PH Racing. So 
she's replaying that transfer fee immediately. Getting <laughs> yeah. results straight in after the after the deal. Yeah, well, I will say fourth place since we said the top four another uh, event. Uh, we have Kristen Liney as well. Kristen BH Liney. Racing Club, 23, B- B- 29. Kristen Liney, that's two B- races on the bench. Yeah. She's just so been edged by Alison. Must say, the PH Racing Club guys are fairly... I, they're active they're, they're, yeah yeah I'm really impressed with that club it's brilliant yeah so well, well done to you guys as well that can be a question for the next tier, next TRS quiz what does PH stand for no I know yeah. I looked it up PH is it not just PH <laughs> no I'll let, I'll let you sit with that Perth and something nope it's really random is it uh, oh give me a clue it's just to do with it's to do with the shape of the... There's no way you're going to guess it. So the shape of one of the routes apparently run on is a panhandle. Oh, you did tell me this. <laughs> yes. You did tell me this. I must not have been listening to you as I don't, Which is what I hear is the reason. Maybe something better like performance hardening or something. Who knows? <laughs> oh, me. Anyway, so oh, yeah, well. another good race there. And yeah, well done to all these clubs who are putting on these races at this time of year. It's, you know, we talked about this before. This is a great time to have races because people, you're off, off work, you're... You know, uh, you know, it's not stressed and enjoying having some running. So, so that was that really good end of the year. And then the start of the year, we had locally Lumfanon 10k, which is uh, which is a local one to us. It's in the Lumfanon D side. It's only it's only 15 minutes away from here. Is that from, right? We, at the moment, should have laced up then. I, I should have. Yeah, why? Well, I was working. That's why. Okay. Yeah, I had to work. So, um, but yeah, 15 minute drive. Uh, but I mean, I had the, the, the. I mean, I said I had the prom 3K. I had to taper for, but I didn't didn't know I was doing it until the day. But, um, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> can't make excuses, eh? So that uh, was a, that was a, another win for uh, for Fat Simpson. So Robbie Simpson with a win in 31.09. Uh, another TRS and friend, Ben Ward, run beer with a sensational 33.36. Ben is in in great shape at the moment. It's a great time for that course. Yeah, it really yeah. is a great time. And in third place, our man. Fastest legs in in the in the northeast. Tom Roach in trail running thirty four forty seven. Or I think Tom might be. Is he still in trail or is he uh, JSK? I think he might be JSK. I thought he's still in trail runners, you know. Anyway, I beg your pardon, Tom, if yeah. we caught, outed you incorrectly. So that was a a good run there from those three competitive field. And then on the women's side, uh, it was another romantic double for the Simpson Barand household with Virginia Barand in thirty seven forty eight for a first female. And then we had behind uh, Ginny, we had Veronica Oldham, 40-18, and then Sally Wallace in 40-34. Brilliant. We also had um, the Ma- Matthew Daly as well, who, again, is uh, yeah doing, doing really well in terms of his racing and his training. So he also got a... He was first under twenty. Another team, well. another one of Team Greg. Team Greg, yeah, there we go. So yeah, good, good run as well, Matthew. Fantastic. Uh, what else do we? Do we have anything else I'm on, gonna, the, on the cards? Not really, but I'm going to say say it that it's kind of running news. But because you said a park run, it's a run, not a race. This is kind of an early news rant discussion. I noticed that the park run female world record was. Broken recently. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of um, there was a lot a, of people kicking off saying, "Oh, it's not a world record. It's it's just a it's just a park run. It's not classed as a race." And and it's an interesting one because I I actually get when I first read it, I thought, "Oh, very good. That is a that obviously is a, a park run world record, and you know it's the fastest time." 
and for me that that makes sense the fastest ever park run Charlotte Arthur Cardiff park run and she ran what 15.50 yeah I also think um, Alex Yee did he not get one of the fastest the second fastest ever yeah yeah, yeah. So there that, wasn't a massive fuss about that, was well, people it? Are kicking, people yeah. are kicking off saying it's not a world record because it's ultimately a 5k race. Yeah. So it's in no way a world record. And it's as you say, it's not even a race. Yeah. So how can it be a world record? Okay, yeah. I I tend to... I don't know. I think the but problem is the diehard part... The part, the diehard park runners, they're all... They're all... Oh, it's not a run, it's not a race. But yeah. obviously the athletics community, some people... You and I have done it's it. It's a timed event. Rock, it's it? a timed event. Yeah, so we yeah. rock up and we try and run hard. So I think it should be celebrated as a world record for park runs. Yeah, yeah. It's like juggling, isn't it? You know, if you juggle <laughs> a few balls and you, you do it for a year, you're going to get a world record. But it's not a, a competition. It's just a challenge. It's a... Yeah, true. Um, and is that not what park run is? It's, it can still be classed as a world record. It's the within fastest. Its right. Exactly. It's, it's the, the fastest, fastest ever park run. Yeah. It's like Kaylee dancing, for example. Forrest wanted to do the Gay Gordons and see how many people would do the Gay Gordons, and we got the the world record for the most dancers who did the Gay Gordons, and the whole town of Forrest did the Gay Gordons. Right. It was a world record. But that I think the only difference I would say there is that is the that is the longest ever in the world. You could argue this is not the. I think people's point is this is not the fastest five k ever. So, for yeah. example, is there a world record for the fastest great run half marathon? It's the same thing. It's yeah, a, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a It's a. It's the fastest time for a distance under a certain umbrella. But can you not also just argue that, like, for example, now, no disrespect to obstacle course racing, <laughs> but you're the obstacle course racing world champion, but I think there's, like, there's numerous distances and numerous, numerous um, people that will say, this is a world championship event. Mm. Even in running, like you know, I mean, you get you get different events, and there's a world championship in, in I don't know, mountain running, for example. Yeah. There's a world championship in, I don't know, I don't know. But I, that's a championship event. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think uh, I, I think it's cool. I think it's a really good way. I think it's a really nice story about athletics. I, I guess athletics so, yeah. in the main mainstream yeah, media. Definitely. But what would be interesting is if someone did break the five k world record at a park run. I guess it wouldn't count. Firstly, you're stupid to break it in a park run, <laughs> not actually oh, on the track. Oh, here we go. If someone breaks the 5k road record, uh, a British record, say, yeah. a park run, how would that go down? It wouldn't. It wouldn't go down at all. It's it'd not be, it'd be hilarious. Yeah, it'd just be like, you're an idiot for doing it at a park run. Like, come on. I mean, I mean, we talk about the, you know, when you look at the, the base obviously in parkrun you get the event you get your time and it's age graded against the world record yeah. so I can't remember who was the winner's what's the winner's name um, Charlotte Arthur yeah so that'd she, be minus yeah it, <laughs> well it's not it says that she's like is it not like 90 it's, it's not it's based on the actual 5k world record ah, isn't I see, it not the part of so the it, was, record, it okay. was like 94% or something like that or 96% I don't know what it was but mm. so they don't actually base the the um you know, they don't base the, the actual world record, park one world record on the age grade, on, yeah. on the, the age grade, if that time. makes sense. Anyway, um, I thought it was an interesting story to come out. Uh, I thought it was really cool. And uh, you're right, the Alex U one, that was a bit quieter. No one made a noise. No one made that. a big song and dance out of that. It was outrageously yeah, quick, though. Yeah, yeah. So why, why make a big song and dance out of Charlotte's event and not uh, her, her result and not, not uh, Alex's one? Okay, it was the second fastest one, but so I'm sure I'll, there was, but I didn't see any social media 
Any negative social media about Alex has run. So he ran 14.05. I sure. thought he ran a sub-14, didn't he? Oh, no, maybe. Unless oh, it's an old article, sorry. This yeah. is nine months old. Yeah. Sorry. I, I so, yeah, he ran, I think he ran... 13.57. That's right, yeah. And Ouch. I think uh, oh, the Australian guy, is he not Craig Mottram? Is he still not... Yeah, maybe, got, yeah. Oh, no, um, Badley. Is it not? Um, Andy Badley. Andy Badley's still got the park run world record. But, hey, I mean, everyone knows it's not the world record. Everyone knows it's a park run world record. Who cares? But these online you know, debates... Let's just celebrate the success of people running fast, eh? I yes. mean, Charlotte Arthur, she's a cracking runner in her own right. She, yeah. she ran the European trial, I believe, and she performed highly at the European Cross Country Championships. Yeah. She was eighth or something like that. I, I don't know. But anyway, well done to Charlotte. Well done, to Alex. Well done for getting the world record, uh, Charlotte. But the world, for Parker. Well done. Well, if you you want to laugh, find these debates on social media because someone was <laughs> someone was saying demanding the IWF get involved. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> settle down. Get a life for God's sake. Go run. go and produce a podcast and ramble shite and no one speaks back to you in podcasts other than you. you that have interview. Absolutely. It's great. Whoa, whoa, settle down. Don't encourage too many people to do podcasts because we're already facing stiff oh, competition. We are, yeah, yeah. These so, Welsh, the Welsh lads are after I know. us. Like, we, we, I mean, I, I completely, I, I understand, you know, there's, there's a market for podcasting, but yeah, don't step in our turf, man. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 I think if there's a Scottish running based podcast comes on, that's when things start. We have that's, to, that's when it gets dirty. <laughs> yeah, our territory starts at the border. <laughs> Just remember, we've got the tartan running shorts. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we're we're kind of we're, we're we're rambling again, but uh, but yeah, what we forgot to say is we're actually producing a high quality sound today because we are sitting in Afford. I'm sitting in my our, our house. Tom's travelled from from work to, to to say hello and to produce the, the top quality uh, audio for the first podcast episode of the year. Now talking about indoors, obviously we're inside. We had the indoor racing start to kick off again, so that's starting to to take some shape and some fantastic runs by a few guys. Uh, we had the was it the BMC three K. It, Glasgow, it was, yeah, the Scottish GAA, is that the GAA, I think it is, yeah. yeah the, Milo's meet. Yep. Yeah. So we had a few amazing runners. Uh, Lauren, you're probably the, the top the top name that's come out. And she, you, have you got the results there? I do, yeah. yeah. So um, I did watch it. I did watch the Scottish Athletics put up a, a wee, uh, wee kind of video of it. And what a speed. Oh, yeah, I mean, what was it? So Laura Muir, she was, was a five k, wasn't it? She, she ran the five k, but I think it was in the same race as the as the three k. That's right. Like, so it was all combined, uh, and I believe Beth Potter was pacing yes, Laura. I don't up know what Beth. She went through three k. So yeah, so Nine Beth. Flat. Yeah, so Beth Potter took her through three k. Laura Muir ran um, fourteen fifty two for the for five thousand, which is uh, absolutely shifting. Uh, and her tra- what's interesting, her training partner, this Canadian girl, Gabriella Stafford. Runner and also smashed the Canadian record by 30 seconds, coming in at almost 30 seconds. She was 14.57, so really strong from those two. Um, yeah, so 9.02 or four, 9 flat, I guess, for Beth Potter. We also saw uh, Gemma Ricci in the 3000. I'm not sure what time she ran. Um, I think she was 9.15, 9, 9.10? 9.16, uh, she was. 9, yeah, so she for the win. 
and uh, well, I guess you could argue Beth Porter won it. But the other interesting one, the men's side, I guess, was Sol Sweeney with a sub eight minute, yeah, seven fifty six. Ocha, that's shifting. That really is. He's looking really. He's getting better and better. I don't know how old Sol is, but he's he's clearly looking to be. He is a real talent. And I think he's quite young. Yeah, I think he's under under twenty three. Springs to mind. He's okay. got a young looking face anyway. Does look so young, let's yeah. uh, not much hair on that chin. No, no, that's it. Wait, wait until he's our age. You'll <laughs> yeah. start seeing some greys. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, beat, good, good to see him running really well. So he beat Adam Craig. I don't know what Adam Craig ran actually. I think he um, ran a sub sub eight minute as well. Oh, did he? Yeah, he's another one who's in shape. Adam Craig. He yeah. some, I think he, there was the top three in the the event. They, they all ran uh, sub eight minutes wow. for three k, which is yeah, that's shifting, isn't it? I mean, that what's that per per mile or per k? I mean, it's it's not the same, is it? But it must be two forty or something. Oof, yeah, I can't, I can't even imagine what that sort of pace is. Yeah, it would be about that. But what's, it's great, and it's a great start of the year because, of course, this year we've got the European Indoor Champs being held in Glasgow, um, yeah. which is starting on Friday the 1st of March. So it's a weekend event, Friday through to Sunday. And we'll, I guess we'll talk about that near the time, but hope we assume Laura and Saul and some of the others will be lining up and hopefully getting some medals for what I assume is still going to be Great Britain. Yes. At the Euros. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably going to be the case. Um, I wonder if Saul will be. Oh, that would be great to see him in a British vest. I mean, that that time's going to put him in contention. You know, if he can, I'm sure if he shaves off a few a few seconds, he's definitely he's definitely in the mix. So. Yeah, I don't know what the qualifying. Maybe for next week, I'll pull up the qualifying times. Yeah, that would be standards. quite good to see what everyone's at. But yeah. uh, really excited to see how Lauren Muir's going to perform. Oh, that, yeah. uh, she's definitely on. You know, in, in shape and, and, and she's committing to the European indoors, I believe. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll certainly find out these finer details near the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the only other, the I guess the results-wise, that's pretty much it. Um, in terms of news, the only thing I really came across over uh, over the sort of festive period was I saw an article a couple weeks ago about this um, the G- GPS ban for fell running for fell running in uh, races in, in England uh, apparently it's to uh, you know basically it's the navigational feature that you get on a lot yep. of these watches so it's to bring back you know actual navigation I guess there must be if they're making this move there must be a problem that people are relying on their watches to to navigate which is lazy that's such a two, that's lazy, such a yeah, 2018 yeah. 19 thing to do some new guy it's like alexa can you uh can you go for my run please <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i mean if you're going to do something like a fell, a fell race it's a little bit tricky by all means you know use your watch if you're training to wreck it but the race that's part of the part of the the skill is to is to be able to do that i, I agree um there what i would say though is a lot of these, you've got your essential kit, so you, you have to have a map and a compass, and if you've got a watch, fair enough, and it has, if it's got the route on it, fair enough, and I understand if you know, you've, people will rely on the watch and not take out the map and use the map, so I would imagine that's where the, you know, the, the, the ban's going to, that's why they're the, the looking to ban them for, for fell running, but... Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's an interesting one. I, I do agree that there has to be something done. In terms of a safety point of view, then, you know, banning the GPSs might just mean that people have to ensure that their navigational skills are up to scratch. Yeah. So, yeah, 
Um, but yeah, that's a, a great a great um, thing to, to run into. Um, one, in terms of running into things, uh, we, we mentioned March. We've got uh, other events that are coming up. Um, and March is a Rungiri event, which is course, fairly yeah. close to our, um, fairly, it's just on our doorstep, really. It's, yep. again, it's an, half an hour away from my house and uh, half an hour away from Tom's house. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it held in the Inverurie and there's a, basically, it's a, it's a festival of running. There's a 5K there's a 10k and there's a half marathon just at the foot of Benahee. Um Great event. Uh, <coughs> I've done it for, it's been on the go for the last, God, 14 years now and it's just grown arms and legs. It's either the, it, it's a community-based event um, and there's also a, about a thousand children that turn up and take part in the junior races and uh, luckily after I did the half marathon last year, I say luckily, uh, unfortunately I was the one doing part of the warm-up and uh after the half so that was that was a bit of a laugh because I could hardly do my, my star <laughs> jumps and my uh, knees up by by the time I finished that but yeah really good event and we I actually caught up with uh the race organizer Graham Morrison uh Christine April um who's what marketing uh guru for it and also celebrity personal trainer Stuart Avery so, uh, apologies straight if I've pronounced your name wrong uh, you'll, you'll understand uh, I've pronounced many names wrong uh, in this interview so here it goes okay so I'm here to chat about the upcoming Run Geary road races which are going to be in on the 24th of March, Sunday the 24th of March, 2019. Um, so today I've got Stuart Armory, who's a personal trainer, uh, Christine Apple, who's the race support manager for Rungiri, and also Graham Morrison, who is our race director. So welcome, everyone. Um, so just around the table, Stuart, how you doing? All right? I'm good, mate. Happy good. New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year as well. I done any of my Happy New Year's. <laughs> I'm like speaking to folks, like, ah, how you doing? Happy New Year, Kyle. Be, be polite. Uh, so yeah, just tell us a little bit about you, Stuart. Uh, well, my name's Stuart Amory. Well, I'll get it right in the second one. Apologies. Um, oh, it's all right. You're, you're, everyone does. I'm not even going to bother editing that out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, everyone will get used to it. Um, yeah, my name's Stuart. I've been a personal trainer for many years, 13, 14 years now. Uh, before that, I was an Air Force physical training instructor and parachute instructor. And you probably guessed from the accent, before that, I lived up here. So... Some people may know me from years ago at Huntley Swimming Pool and stuff, but yeah, born and brought up in this area. Um, passionate about running and fitness, hence the personal training background, and cut a long story short, I'm just, I, I love where I grew up. I've got a girlfriend up here now, so I see it very often, and Ron Geary, I saw it last year, I was there last year, and I, I loved it, and I'm so honoured to be involved in it this year. Brilliant. Um, okay, Christine. Hi, well, it's, it's Christina Pell, since we're in the way of correcting pronunciation, so we'll get her out here. I'm having an it's, absolute nightmare, haven't I? <laughs> I'll let you off, it's New Year's, everyone's still asleep. So that's exactly why. That's yeah. absolutely so. Um, uh, hi, so I've been involved with Ron Geary for, gosh, many, many years. So my, I am RGHQ, so I'm the person who is doing the emails, maintaining the website, social media, t- t-shirts and all that kind of business. Um, I'm a runner myself. I run with the Geary Roadrunners up in Inverurie, so I kind of I tend to go to lots of races. Uh, so I see what's happening in other places, so I can improve things for us here too. Uh, and I really love what I do. I'm, I guess I'm you know, committed to getting as many people as possible to take part in the race, and that's uh, why we're here today. 
Well, how are you doing? Not bad, yourself? Oh, absolutely fine. Good. No so, hangover today, so... <laughs> you got my name right. I did. So that's, that's, that's all good. I do work with so... <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, a little bit about myself. I mean, Graham, Graham Morrison. So I've been in sport for 15, 16 years now. Um, been, this is my second year of race director of Rungiri. Um, previous to that, I was race director at Baker Hughes, uh, Tenki in Aberdeen. I was there for four years, if memory gets me right. Um, I'm not a runner myself, which is kind of why I think I'm very keen on <coughs> participation, encouraging people to get to get involved in sport, which is kind of why I got into the into the event organisation side of things of Rungiri. So, as not a runner, but I'm very keen to develop this event as best as possible, and that's kind of what we're doing. Along with, we've got a great committee. There's about 10 or 12 people in the committee, some great volunteers who are all the same, same thinking as myself and Christine, just want to get a great community local event uh, in Inverurie, which is great. Brilliant. Okay, so I've, I mean, I've done Run Gary. I always mention it in Tartan Running Shorts, just because I really enjoy the event. Um, I think I've done all of them now. Uh, I think the first time I did it was in 2004. Um, I've still got that t-shirt. It's a bit yellow now, so... We'll have to, but I do understand you've you've you're improving the t-shirts this year. You, you've got some fancy t-shirts. Yeah, in 2019 was a, a slightly different quality of t-shirt. Yeah, all was in line with the, the rebrand of Gary Sports Center. Really? So it's in quite well. Yeah, really. we spent a lot of time getting these things right because I think they're important to a lot of runners as well. Yeah, um, and it's important to the sports center too. Yeah. Um, so it does cause a lot of debate within the, within the community. Everyone is getting the right color, <laughs> a different color. Medals as well. Medals as well. Medals take a lot of time to design, and we need to spend. It's always down to the wire. You have to order them by a certain deadline to get them here on time, and they're always right down to the hour. But it's important to get them right. As long as there's bling, there's got to be bling. There is definitely bling, and they're quite blingy this year. And I think also it's our spot. We also like our sponsors to have a say in what we do because our sponsors are very important, and there would be no race without sponsors. True. Um, So we make sure everybody's happy before we go ahead. Yeah, brilliant. So in terms of the actual event itself, then, um, so you've got the five k, you've got the ten k. And you've got the half marathon. Um, so, I th- yeah, I think it was a 10k that I first did back 14, 15 years ago. God, that's showing my age now, isn't it? Um, so, that, is that still, that's still the case now? It's the 5k, 10k, and the half? And then we've also got the, the three junior races yeah. as well. And what are the, those ones then? They're, what's the distance of those? Category well? one is for children aged four, five, and six, and that's yeah. 600 metres. Um, category two is seven, eight, nine, and that is a thousand. 1k and yeah. then uh, 10, 11, 12, which is 2,000 meters. Brilliant. In, in terms of the, the, the kids' races, can you sign up to them or is it just... Yep, you can sign yeah. up to those. Those are all uh, those are all open now for entry yeah. and they actually sell out really quickly because what happens at the beginning of the year, you get parents signing up and the schools make a big push from this time onwards. Yeah. So we are getting uh, all getting lots of schools. We get Oyn, Inch, uh, Keith Hall, the Inverary schools all put in bulk entries. So you're getting 30, 40, 50 kids signing up at once. They always sell out the children's races. So if kids are interested, really now. Now is a good time to sign up before it goes. Also, uh, Colony Park, the local one of the local football clubs, puts in hundreds of kids as a fundraiser for, for them too. And that's fantastic to see. And that race grows every year. We've increased the limit this year, but not by much. So we've got 1,050 places, and they will go, guaranteed. 
I do remember obviously helping out yet yeah, last year. Yeah, see, it wasn't this year now, it's last year. <laughs> 2018. Um, and, uh, I think I just did the half marathon actually, and I was like, right, I'm going to help do the warm up and then run around. And I was absolutely aching by the end of it, but there was hundreds of kids, it was really good to see. Um, and that's for me anyway, that's the way I started my running was um, doing, doing the yeah. kids' races when I was in primary school. And I, just, I just enjoyed it. That was my the initial stage of my running development. So but yeah. we are at that stage now because the races have been going on so long yeah. and the kids are now turning 13, 14 and they did take part in the 5K. And we had, I think it was a chap who was second or first last year in the 5K. Is that Cal Simmons? Yeah. Getting your start here and you're just coming up to see that's really satisfying yeah. as organizers to see that cohort coming yeah. up to be mm -hmm. able to achieve. And then they'll be in the 10 and they'll be taking your place and beating your times in the 10. Oh, well, that's that, that difficult. It all, comes, it all comes together and that is great yeah. for us, for, for local, for, for the future of sport. Local yeah, local. So yeah, we were mentioning about the history, so it was about the first event was um, 14 years ago, was that right? 2004, was that the first time? Yeah, 2015, 2015 was the 10 year anniversary of the 10K, and that's right. when it started, when yeah, it was okay. uh, sponsored by Specsavers. Yeah, and, and that was, was only the 10K. It was only the 10K, it was only one race, and I think it started with 220 people, if I'm thinking correctly, and it's grown from there. Just from there, and it's always been at the Gary Sports Centre. It's always been here, and it's always been a fundraiser of some sorts for the Gary Sports Trust. Yeah. So, and that the money that is raised here goes to goes to support the community and to support the facilities here. Yeah, Perfect. including this echoey room that we're sitting in. <laughs> <laughs> and in terms of so the growth of the event, you've, you're now seeing uh, you've now got a 5k, mm -hmm. 10k, and a half. Mm -hmm. In terms of the numbers now, what are we setting up now, roughly? Well, we've gone up to, I think our race limits, I think we're looking at the 600 in the half marathon, 1200 in the 10K, and about 700 in the 5K is what we're, we're hoping to achieve. And we do yeah. reach, if not those numbers, very near those numbers. The kids, uh, we're setting it at 1,050, and every year we have to turn kids away. And we, you know, we don't like to, to do that, but we yeah. have, there's just a limit how many you can yeah. The kids' races, we could probably add another 500 and still sell them, but we wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, and that's obviously why. Why is that? Why is that from a safety perspective, and just the the organising of the event? It's why would that be the case? Yeah, in twenty eighteen we moved the races uh, a little bit, um, so they used to always kind of start up in the, up in the, the road. Um, but last year we moved the junior races down to the field behind Gary Sports Centre. Um, so last year was a bit of a trial. Yeah. See how it see how it went, and um, we think it was benefit. The change was good. And I think from the feedback we've had, the, the kids certainly seem to enjoy it and the parents had a better experience as well. So we've got to remember it's, it's not just about the, those who are running, it's about the people who are with them, the spectators, they need to have a good time as well. Yeah. Um, and a good thing for a parent is to see their child as best as they possibly can. Yeah. So we felt going down the grass was the right thing to do, um, but it is restricted in the amount of people you can get down there at any one time. Um, so we think about a thousand is, is a good number. Um, it's not to say in the future we could look to, as the race, as we get more comfortable with that space, yeah. um, it could increase again. But the interesting thing too is we try to split them reasonably evenly over the categories because of the three groups, category two always has more entries. So you could really fill that up and ignore the other two. So we try to, we try to kind of curve it so that we are able to put the capacity in the middle if we need to. So. Um, but yeah, as Graham says, it's about it's about everything. It's a bit experience for everybody, you know. Well, that's a, it's, a, it's really good to see like the, the, the growth of the, the, the event, you know, from just doing you know, two hundred fifty people at, at the ten k to now thousands of, of runners, and it's it's not a sim, you know, we're doing these at time. 
So yes, it, it, what I would say is it can be a bit of a nightmare getting into the but luckily Jack's <coughs> event is just in the on the on the A ninety six, so you just take a ride yeah. and you're, you're at the car park straight away. So it's it's, it's quite an accessible uh, race to, to get into. Yeah, it's something that the, the committee were quite keen last year um, is to look at how, how people get in and out to the event because it is, it is quite difficult in Moody. Um, so we did engage with some local businesses mm-hmm. around, around the sports centre yeah. to allocate parking, car parks, so they gave up their car park for the day, um, which is something we'll do again this year. So again, it, helped, it just helps the whole experience of people getting to and from an event. If it's easier for them to park, it's as close as we can possibly get it for them so they're not far, so far to walk. It just it makes it everything a lot better for them. So it's good that the local businesses engage. Just from giving up a car park, it helps us make our event better. Yeah, definitely. Well, that was going to be my kind of next question for you, Graham. Just the role as a, a as a race director, like the importance of, of getting the community to engage with the event. It must be for for you and for both of you, Christine as well as Graham, like challenging to 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 get people to, to engage with the, the event. How have you found that it's, uh, from the business perspective, from the sponsorship perspective, from the voluntary volunteers? Is, is that been easy? Or I actually think we're quite lucky yeah. in Inverurie, to be honest. <coughs> this is only my second year. Um, but having the committee, we've, like I said, we've got 10 or 12 people, volunteers on the committee, and they're all within the community in their own, their own shape or form. So using their expertise and their knowledge and their, their kind of personalities, that helps us. Um, but the local businesses have been very keen to be yeah. part of. More so for this year, more so this year, I must admit, I mean, we've been inundated with people who are keen to be part of it, whether it's whether it's a cash or whether it's an in-kind, there's a service in-kind. The community are very engaging with it. I think they see the benefit of it. We're in the position sometimes of having to turn people away because we're wanting to be involved because we already have a physiotherapist or a, or a caterer or whatever it happens to be. Yeah. So. It's a great position to be in, and we're grateful for everybody who wants to be involved. I think I was lucky. I think I came into an event that was already very successful. So the first thing that I did last year was the, we've got a great event. It's like, how do we now enhance that event from an experience point of view? Yeah. Numbers are great, the events are great, the routes are great. Um, but it's, it's, it's race fillers last year, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And again, it's making, it, that's one of the key things we looked at, was how do we develop that and make it more engaging from a spectator point of view? Or for the kids, all these types of things. What do we keep them here a little bit longer? Yeah. It's not just about the races anymore. It's about the whole experience and what they can get from it, um, which is one of the key things. Because the, the event is great. It was, it's been great for a few years now, so it was quite easy for me. Yeah, it's about the non-running side of things too. And we extend invitations to local clubs to to come along if they wish. That the football clubs have a have a stand or the rugby team. Or not everybody can make it, but we yeah. extend invitations out to people to be involved because we see it as more than just about the runners. Uh, and having activities for the kids. So they're bouncing away while mom runs or whatever. And I think making it a community feel and bringing people in to see the facilities that are on offer um, is important to, to all of us. So. And there's also a chance to double up as well, isn't there? If you fancy, um, I, I've done the 5K, the half, um, and you can also do the, or the 5K and the 10K. You can do the five and the 10, I think. Um, well, so the five is done and dusted. You can do, the five is done and dusted before the other two start. 
so that's able to do. I don't think you can do the, well, maybe you can, but <laughs> you, can't, you, can't, you can't do the 10 and the half because they kind of start at similar Sorry, times. You can't really do that. But hashtag challenge Kyle. But we have made exceptions and we have, we have allowed um, like partially sighted runners to start a bit early if they want to do a different yeah. challenge. And we have allowed, there was uh, Carolyn Mill, Carol, yes, we know, right, who, yes. who wanted to, it was the 10th anniversary of the 10K, was it not, I think? And she wanted to run all three. So as a chair fundraising for, what was it, cancer? I don't remember, but we you know, allowed her to do so, start a little bit earlier, and, and she did all three races on the same day as a charity fundraiser. So, you know, we are able to, to help out people, and we're, we're, we're extremely keen to help people that do want to do, yeah. to do challenges. And we're always happy to accommodate people, as I say, with wheelchair requests, or partially sighted runners, or children in wheelchairs, or, you know, we try to do what we can, so, to help people. All right, excellent. So what about the actual course in, uh, the, the 5K initially? Mm -hmm. um, now, I remember the first time we did the 5K, it, Obviously, it's, it's, it's quite difficult to do a 5k close yeah. to you know, where, the, where the sports centre is and to find the best yeah. route. But I think you guys have nailed it in the last kind of couple of years anyway. It's just yeah. changed slightly. Um, so is the course the same as last year? This year is now, the, the course you remember so from years before would go out to the uh, Birmir Circle, uh, the trading right. estate and so forth. And now, but with the opening of the houses on the other side of the A96, yeah. the, the Anderson estate, Sorry, Malcolm Allen estate. We wanted to bring that in, and the other challenge for us was marshalling because yeah. the more the more routes you have, the more marshals you need. Yeah. So we kind of moved to that direction because the kind of the direction of the time was changing, and also then we could double up on marshal points as yeah. well for the okay. five and the ten. So what you remember last year and so forth will be the same this this year. You know, yeah. as far as I'm aware, I don't yeah, think there was any. We have a we have a subcommittee. The race has grown so much. We have a subcommittee that just works on traffic, marshalling, yeah. roads, and trying to and liaising with local businesses and trying to, to make better for all the stakeholders. When I mean, you've got a major supermarket there on the corner, yeah, that right. yeah. still need people coming in and out, and they're not going to shut for us, you know. Um, and with the police as well and the council, we all work together. So that seems to be a route that works for everybody, runners included. But it kind of throws a couple extra hills in there for you guys, but oh, we everyone, don't mind. <laughs> everyone loves a hill. <laughs> yeah, what comes up must come down. Indeed. So. So, so that's yeah. kind of the reason for moving there. It was lots of different factors, you know. It was, um, you know, it was trying to accommodate all those things. Okay. Um, you know, so the but the, we keep that everyone likes going out to Polner Dam, so that's always going to stay there for the ten k. And uh, again, we changed the finish of the half because it was kind of soul destroying. I mean, the, the I, I ran I ran the race the first year we did the half marathon, and I remember you, you used to go out to Burn Hervey and back, and then you would get cause sort of at about, I don't know, 11 and a half miles, get to the sports center and think you're going for the glorious finish. And then you had to run past it and then go on up another hill and around the corner. And while that was kind of fun in a cruel sort of way, um, you know, it was uh, kind of hard going to get motivated. Um, so that's changed as well. So I that, think that's quite similar to the Starwood Marathon. Uh, I think that just goes around in circles, doesn't it? <laughs> you, you, you can actually see the, the finish line that you had six miles to go. So it would well, just yeah. be demoralizing. The time you're starting to hit the wall and all of a sudden the finish line is only Quite. 400 meters away yeah. and you're, you're going out for another 10k. It's an ob obstacle racing tactic. But I yeah. am involved in lots of obstacle races and we do that. We try and get the finish line to look like you're getting there and okay. turn you back. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lovely tactic. Oh, and anyway. um, yeah. well, we, so, we're, we're being not so cruel now. So now you when you, when you see the gantry, it's it's over. You know, Because uh, now we go up riding right, about Malcolm Allen houses and come down and it's a proper, a proper downhill finish. And, and then a glorious the straight. So and that's the same for all the all the races. They're all finishing and starting okay. the road. So yeah. Um, so I, I want going on to the half marathon. So that's my favourite event mm -hmm. of the whole events. Um, I just think it's one of the most beautiful half marathon races you can get. Mm -hmm. Mainly because you know it's a fairly undulating course. It's not 
by all means, it's not the fastest <coughs> of courses, but it is. It can be a fast course. Uh, it, even the ten k, you know, the undulations don't necessarily mean it's going to be slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone thinks sometimes a flat course is going to be a, a fast course, but an undulating course mm-hmm. can equally just be as fast. Um, so yeah, the half like it goes. You can you know it goes along out in the country roads, um, and you're going along the foot of Ben Heat. Mm-hmm. I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then the last section of the course, mm-hmm. downhill all the way back. And then you've got the little sting in the tail. Is that right? Yeah, you've got Dubston at, at moving up from from kind of mile nine, ten yeah. up the water station at Dubston. Just a long, gradual yeah. burn, and there's yeah. nothing else for it. And then the last three miles is mainly downhill. Pretty much, you go yeah. up, you go up to the water station at the corner of Dubston, and then you've got a little bit of a decline, then a bit up to that sort of White House, and that is your highest point. Yeah. And then it is just rolling all the way down and not past the sports centre now. So it's a glorious finish from there. So about a mile and a half, I think, or two miles down there. So. Brilliant. So yeah, no, for, for me that's that's quite a good overview of the course, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I encourage everyone to sign up to the half because it's uh, it's a lovely looking course. Ten <laughs> k is also just as good. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, so the we're back. So yeah, we're going to talk about training now. So we are third of January today, and um, so we've got just over. 13 weeks, 14 weeks? Just over 11 weeks to go. 11 weeks. There we go. Getting my maths, my pronunciation of names, <laughs> names, <laughs> comes in, me in comes so in threes, what's going to happen? Wake up, wake up, Kyle, wake up, come on, wake up. So yeah, so in terms of training, um, it's people are going to be start, start to think about what their training is going to be looking like now. Instead of me rambling on about what I think, um, I've got Stuart, who's a personal trainer, and just before we go on about, we speak about training, You've done heaps of races, heaps of running events, and not just races, you've also done an amazing challenge as well. Um, <laughs> tell us about this challenge, because I'm sure a lot of the listeners will probably know what, what, you know what the challenge is about and uh, the sheer distance you had to run. So. Yeah, no, my, my thing as a personal trainer is I feel I've, I'm there to inspire people to get off their bums and run 5k, 10k, half marathon. Yeah. But it gets to a certain point where you start thinking, well, what about a marathon? And then you start thinking, what about what's next? And, and tr- clients do ask you, what's the next thing? So as I mentioned a little bit earlier, I've done a lot of obstacle races as well. I've done triathlon, I've done Ironman. It then got to that next stage, like, what's next? So if I keep pushing my boundaries, clients will push theirs. And on my 40th birthday, I ran 40 miles. I then got drunk afterwards, but yeah, I ran that first. And then there was a few more things. That I don't know if people know, a couple of years ago, I ran... I called it the 20-year run. So I lived up in this area for 20 years before I joined the Air Force. And I ran from where I was born in Aberdeen Hospital to all the houses I lived in, schools I attended before I joined the Air Force. So that was 138 miles in five days. Um, just to see if I could. Just to see if I could. And then um, I had a little bit of a blip. I didn't do much. But then last year, that's weird saying last year because it feels... It's not current anymore. But last year I set myself one hell of a challenge. A friend of mine ran the Thames and that was going to be my next challenge. And I was a bit gutted that he'd taken my <laughs> challenge. So I thought, right, what challenge can I do? And it didn't take long for the Proclaimer song to come into my head. I would walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 more. And I thought to myself, living in London, what's 500 miles away? And then as soon as I asked myself that question, I thought, oh, you idiot. I'm in a long distance relationship with a girl from Oin, so it was about 500, as the crow flies, 520 miles, and I thought it would be a great idea, <coughs> excuse me, to run from my house to her house. 
So that basically, I looked at it, I uh, fortunate to be sponsored by Saucony and Up and Running jumped on it as well, as well as Polar. So my idea was to run um, from my house to my girlfriend's house um, as quick as I could because I had the kids. <laughs> I had two weeks without the kids and then two weeks with the kids. So I had to do it reasonably quick and it worked out, I think on average, is it 33 and a half miles a day or around about that. Um, and I visited up and running um, stores on the way up and I did it in couldn't be, I think I did it in 16 days to get from London to Aberdeen the kids logistics thing and it's, it's the beauty of doing your own challenge is I then had to fly back home the, the journey I'd just run up had, spend the day with my kids because it was my son Sam's birthday fly them up that evening and then finish the run from Aberdeen Sports Village um, to Little Seas in Oyne where I ate my body weight in burgers and drank lots but yeah it was basically um 585 miles over 16 days 17 just over days. 16 days yeah um and again that was just one of those things to just prove could i do it and the annoying thing is yes i could so i've got to think about another yeah, challenge soon do you know it was in it was in the local P and J and stuff like that, and people were like, "Dude, why didn't you just cook her a meal or something like that?" There's no, there's no need to run all that distance. But um, yeah, no, I did it for Mind Charity, a mental health charity, which is close to my heart and a lot of my friends as well. Um, and yeah, I raised eleven thousand three hundred pounds for Mind, which was an incredible amount. Um, but the reason the reason why I did it is one to prove to myself, but two, I called it the run of gratitude, and I'm very grateful for things in life. Um, that I have and there was four of my friends and this is quite a, a weird sort of story but it was four of my friends had lost their girlfriends in a, like a, a space of a year and to me a lot of people said when I'm in a long distance relationship surely that must be hard but I looked at these four guys who've lost their partners and thought well it's not as tough as that and what was really sweet is one of the guys who it was a year to the day that his partner passed away was the day that I finished in, in Owen and he came and joined me on that, late, that day, so it was quite a poignant thing. But getting it back to Rungiri, I mean, there's some people probably listening thinking, oh, I couldn't do a 5K, 10K half marathon. People, you've just heard me say I've run 585 miles in <coughs> 17 days. Um, the biggest, was a, there was a great moment. There was a kid at Oin School, the same school as my uh, girlfriend's kids go to, and he asked me a question. It was really poignant. It was just coming past um, uh, Chaplagiri coming down by Chaplagiri into Oin, and this kid said, was there ever a moment you thought you couldn't do it? And I find this really poignant. I said, yes, before I started. And it's the, it's the hardest thing ever. So before I actually took that first step, I thought, I don't know if I can do this. As soon as I took that first step on the way in London, inside the M25, I thought, I've got to do it now. So if there's people thinking about the 5K, 10K, half marathon, even the kids' races, people sign up now. As, as was said by Christine and Graham, the entries sell out very, very quickly, so get yourself involved. And we're talking obviously about the training of the run. There's um, the 10-week training program that the Geary Sports Centre run. Uh, that starts Monday. Monday yeah, evening, yes, yeah, so that's starting Monday evening. But also... Um, Monday the 7th of January. Yeah, yeah. so at the Geary Sports Centre, get yourself signed up for that. I believe you can sign up for the 5K and the 10K, uh, and you also get race entry included in that. But as a bonus, I don't know if you know about this, Kyle, but me and you are doing videos, weekly videos, on a countdown to the race. So anyone that's who's... A, that's a first. <laughs> <laughs> you know now. I, um, I'm a face for the, the podcast. <laughs> so uh, apologies in advance if um, 
Yeah, I'm sure it'll be okay. But... Well, don't, don't worry, I'm doing the first one. So next week, I'm doing a first video to get people um, basically excited about it. A lot of people sign up to these races and say they'll train tomorrow or next week, and they don't. Hopefully, seeing my face, your face, and our dulcet tones will get people inspired to literally put your trainers on and go for a walk around the block. It is as simple as that. Um, in terms of training, some of you guys might be worried about joining local running clubs. Honestly, don't be. Um, you think the running clubs are going to be full of really fast runners. There's not. There usually is a fast group, and then the rest are people out for a social because they realize they've got to do something um, to keep fit and healthy. So there's loads of local running clubs. We could mention them all. Um, I'm a massive fan of Parkrun. Mm. Parkrun is a free, yes, free 5K run. Um, even on Christmas Day, my eight-year-old son and his and my girlfriend's eleven-year-old boy went into the double park run. So we did Hazelhead in the, and at nine thirty, and then we headed to um, the beach to do the eleven o'clock mm -hmm. one. It's a free five k run, and it's so good because <coughs> people finish them in, in about sixty-eight minutes, and I'm. Without being cheeky, 68 minutes for 5K is pretty much walking. Mm -hmm. So there's people out there walking 5K every Saturday morning, 9.30, all around Aberdeen, Hazelhead, Ellen, mm -hmm. Elgin, mm -hmm. there's loads, Stonehaven. Um, so yeah, basically get out there. And again, you're probably thinking 5K, 10K, half marathon, I need to run really far to start with. You don't. You honestly don't. It's a run around the block and then just improving it. And hopefully, well... I know for a fact that Kyle and I's video, as well as the other programs that are going on, will help you get there. Definitely. Okay, brilliant. Well, thanks for that, Stuart. And uh, yeah, really inspiring to hear about your story as Thank well. Thank you. Uh, and I, I, I was you know, following it, and mm -hmm. to actually hear it from the horse's mouth is. Uh, even more inspiring, so we'll Yeah, to, thank you. Yeah, we'll have to hear about Just don't that. ask me what's next yet. That's going to be my next question. Oh, have you got any plans yet? Uh, I've got a few plans, yeah. but again, it's it's that whole thing. I am limited. I mean, I'd run around the world if I could, but I've got a job, I've got a mortgage, mm -hmm. I've got kids, I'd run around Britain as yeah. well, but again, it's the time, so I don't know. I'd love to do something that involves other people. I mean, what was great is that people were coming out and supporting me and people just found me on Facebook and oh, I follow you on Facebook. I followed you since last year. You got yeah. me doing park runs and people were coming out and high-fiving me, offering me Mars bars and stuff. It was lovely, really lovely. But what I'd like to do ne next, or well, this year, God, next this year, is do a challenge that just gets more people involved. So my thoughts are, I don't know if I'm revealing this, but that run, that run, the, um, run the Thames, I know I can do it because I've run from London to, to Aberdeenshire, um, but maybe getting people to join us. Okay. So it's 184 miles. It's usually done sort of over four days, but we could do it over five days and, and get people to come along. And myself and the guy who did it, Craig Heron, we could almost be like a support team and help people out. And I think if we got, I don't know, maybe 10 people to sign up and we'll take those 10 all the way from the origin of the Thames all the way down to the Thames Barrier. I quite like that idea. That sounds amazing. Yeah, just to get more people to believe that they can do this, because yeah. that's the biggest thing. When I did an Ironman uh, 2015, I was quite disappointed that I found it easy. Yeah. And I'm not saying it was easy, but I found it easier than I thought it would. And that's the biggest thing, is people build up something in their head and think you can't do it. And I'm just on this mission. As soon as I did that Ironman, I was like just going around pointing at people going, I know how fit you are, you can do it, you can do it. So to get a group of people running the Thames who think, yeah. I can't even run a marathon, it's like, yeah, you can. Just take your time. You've yeah. got all day. Well, that's it, isn't it? You know, your intensity versus mm -hmm. in a, in a half marathon, a marathon versus 100 miles or 50k or 100k. Yeah. It's a 
completely different ball game. You know, your heart rate isn't going to be as elevated because you haven't been going for so long. If you if you were running at 180 beats per minute, do you know in a half marathon, that's that's okay. But mm. when it comes to doing 100 miles at that, you, you you're not going to manage it. You know, so it's uh, it's, no. it's, it's making it's intensities can be. It's a uh, it's a beautiful thing, and this is where I started doing a bit more ultras. And ultra is anything over a marathon distance, twenty six point two miles. But it becomes an adventure, and when you think of an adventure, you don't think of an adventure and trying to do it in four hours and trying to do it. An adventure is something that you've got A to B. Who cares about the time? And there was there was a Portsmouth fifty um, k recently. There was a, a marathon that I I signed up for. Was it two years ago? And I was signing up for the marathon and I, I felt that my training wasn't going well. So this sounds crazy, but my marathon training wasn't going well. So I signed up for the 50K. And some people will be thinking, that's a bit crazy. You're signing up for more. But once you run over a marathon, no one asks you how long it took you. And that's the best thing about it. If you do a marathon, everyone wants to know your time. The pressure's on there. As soon as you do longer, people are like, you did what? Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. So, <laughs> so no- well, a lot of the trails, you know, the ultras, 50K are on trails. There's elevation to, to worry about. It's not necessarily going to be a no. course as well. So. No. So, so my point is, is trying to get people to, to, to really push their, their mental barriers. I can't do that. Yeah, you can. Now, I think it, it, it makes it sound a lot easier for the run gaming races. It's a 5K, it's a 10K, it's a half. And I think anyone can, can do that. And, yeah. You know, I mean, my mum tried to get her to a 5K this year. And, uh, she's... She's had quite a lot of uh, health issues last year, but and she's put on a lot of weight. But this year, she's she's hopefully going to lose that and, and focus on her race to try and lose the weight. And um, so it's it's almost like the journey. It's the, the journey starts at our training, and that's where the enjoyment starts. So that's something that you, you know, whatever you do, find a way of enjoying your training as well. And, and when it comes to race day, I'll just be walking the park. Yeah, there can, there can, it's a, good, a really good point there. There can be different ways to motivate you. One of the biggest things, and we all say this, as, as anyone who's done any f- fitness or anything like that, you've got to try and enjoy it. But <coughs> there's also the fact that if the carrot's dangling there, i.e. you've got a race coming up, sometimes you need that bit of pain to go through, a bit of that pressure to go through, oh my gosh, I've got a race coming up soon. But as soon as you can, start looking back and looking how far you've come and then that will please you and make you feel a bit happier. So it might not be, you might not enjoy going out for training runs, especially as the weather gets colder around here. That's why I live in London. Um, But you will start to think, oh my gosh, I couldn't run 5K and now I'm training for a 10K or a half marathon. And it's starting to look back and and if you can get friends to do it with you as well, any motivation, if anyone's got a four-legged personal trainer, as I call them, i.e. a dog, Use the dog's morning walk and the evening walk to get out and just jog with them. Jog to the nearest lamppost, two lampposts, three lampposts, around the block, whatever it is. And, and honestly, when you get in and you take your trainers off and you've got that nice steamy feeling coming off you, smile and think, right, I've done it. Tick it off, write in your diary, and then the next day or two days later, whatever. Yeah, I think the other thing, Stuart, that we, with your run as well, is that everybody, everybody has bad days. Everyone has a day with trains, oh, good yes. and, and you had quite a few bad days, on, or bad hours, or bad moments, or bad thoughts, and I think this is something that's really important, so people who maybe are new to racing, or maybe moving up a distance that they, they haven't achieved before, you know, there will be days that are, they just don't go to plan. Yeah, it, How I, do you suggest people get, get through that? Yeah, it's, again, it's it, the, the word adventure, and also the other word that came, kept coming up in my run was fascinating. I was fascinated how my body would cope, how my mind coped, and... 
again, this is a good, a good point, Christine. I'm talking about running the length of the country almost, and we're talking about people who are listening 5K, 10K, half marathon, but it's very, very relatable. Your 5K could be my running 30-odd miles a day or something like that. But, yeah, it's, I just found it fascinating that sometimes, I think the biggest thing that people will find is sometimes you'll get your trainers on, you'll step out, and for the first 100 metres, half mile, mile, your legs will be going, I don't think so, buddy. Uh, not at all and then you'll get like into two miles and your body will be going come on in let's get a move on and it's you've just got to push through those barriers and the word again fascinating it's just your body it's your body it's not anyone else's it's your body and you've got to try and find out how it works how it ticks and it's it's fascinating I love that word fascinating so find out how it works I mean you might find that a bowl of porridge before you go for a run is great you might find nothing before you go bacon and eggs I don't know but find out. Let's find out. Let's. You've got. An, you've, your body is something you can experiment with and try it and, yeah, find out what it is capable of. So if you are doing a five k, then maybe even think about possibly. Oh, I don't know if I could do the ten k. And even listening to this, I bet there's some people thinking I'm only going to do ten k. Might be tempted to do the half marathon, and I think you should go for it. Honestly, <coughs> it's your body. It's one. You've got one life. Go for it. Sign up for the biggest race you can do. Excellent. So, to kind of seg- segues into my, uh, my next question, Christine, you're a runner as well, mm-hmm. and uh, you've got a few goals as well coming yeah, up. Um, so, you're doing, yeah, tell us about it. Oh, my, well, my next big run is Boston Marathon, yeah. which I'm really chuffed about. So, I, I, I had a good performance at Edinburgh uh, last, last year. What time did you do? I was 325. <laughs> Um, so I was chuffed with that, so for, uh, for my age and gender, that was pretty good going. So I'm looking forward to Boston, so I'm really staring, staring the training plan in the face right now, uh, like all of us coughing away and having, I've been, uh, I've been, I've been carb loading for Boston with celebrations for two straight weeks. And, um, you know, so uh, like everybody, I've, um, I've, I've not been training as much as I should do, but that's, you know, you need, a, you need some time off as well and to evaluate how you want to tackle it. So I'm looking forward to it and it'll be a big challenge, but I think... I think it's really an honor. I'm approaching Boston as just such an honor to be able to get there and have that experience as a runner is great. So it's only it'll only be my third marathon. So to to got to get there is pretty cool. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. So all all uh, hints and tips on Heartbreak Hill. Um, you can send them to this address and uh, <laughs> let me know. And I know there's quite a few of us from Aberdeenshire going up. There's Marie Baxter and Neil Murray and uh, is it Fiona sure. Fiona and Tom are coming up. So so maybe we can have a Boston special in the uh, in the new year. Um, on that so that's my big one and I'm kind of just in the process of kind of backfilling the tune-up races and finding ways to, to see um, where I where I go from there so on the subject of inspiration because you're saying Boston as well one of the things you know when you google YouTube videos some of them are really inspirational um, there's a statue of two of my heroes at Boston mm-hmm. okay. and they've run the Boston Marathon it's called if you google Team Hoyt H-O-Y-T mm-hmm. And I signed up to an Ironman and Googled Ironman videos, and it's basically this father and his son, and his son's disabled. And the father and son have done many, many, many races, including Ironman. So me thinking about doing a 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike ride, and a marathon after it, I then watched a video of this Team Hoyt, and it's basically his, his dad pulls his son in a dinghy. So he does, does 2.4 mile swim, pulling his son. Then on a bike, he's got like a little carriage thing in the front so he cycles with his, his son then he's got like a little push chair and he pushes his son for a marathon so yeah there was no reason why i wasn't going to do my own marathon but if i ever do boston hopefully when i do boston marathon i would see that statue so have a look at it and anyone else who's listening honestly google team white is it on the on, on the course as well is it 
I think it's nearby the end of the course somewhere. I don't know where it is, but uh, yeah. If you are on the course, you see, you're not stopping. You can have a look at it. Keep, <laughs> keep running, okay? Yeah, I will do. That's the one. I may be crying at the same time, but I'll be well, running. So. Well, good luck with the training. Oh, thank you. you. Yeah, I'll be looking for some hints and tips. Well, I was going to say, have you got kind of structure in yeah. place? Do you know what you're going to be doing in terms of... I used an ASICs, an old ASICs training plan to do yeah. the ones that used to be online but aren't anymore, just yeah. the old-fashioned paper ones, you know, yeah. not the interactive ones. I used that for Edinburgh, and that really worked for me yeah. as well. The difficulty is that's kind of between kind of target times, you know. So I, I think there was like it's like a sub three and then like a sub three thirty. You're kind of yeah. well something. So I tweaked it a little bit to get more what I wanted. So I think being in the same region would be good. But I know from that what worked and what didn't work. But by and large, having the mix of the runs was good. And um, the main challenge is bringing bringing weights back into it because I feel like you know I do benefit from doing strength training as yeah. well and I, when you're running so many miles it's a, a, it's a juggle so that's my big training puzzle is how to fit an extra day of training into my schedule plus kids life run gearing I don't, wow. want, I don't want Graham um, getting mad at me because I'm out running rather than so, maintaining yeah. the RGHQ post here <laughs> so it's a, it's a big a busy first quarter for all of us here with lots of different goals and, and uh, yeah, Graham's, Graham's having a baby as well so that's oh, not, not, not gonna, personally because that would be a real achievement it's going to seg segment uh, what yeah. your goals, running goals are for the, the new year Graham Start running. Start running. <laughs> 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 running my so, family. Yeah, yeah. When's, uh, when's Poppy's first race going to be? Rungiri. Really? Rungiri. She's doing it this year. She's doing it this year. Oh, yeah. Well, that's my year. Five, five this month, so yeah, she'll be, Fantastic. She'll be wow. our first one. Excellent. Excellent. Well, well, I suppose, well, good luck as well for you know, hopefully the baby around you soon. And yeah, so uh, probably just to finish off, we're going to just chat about. Um, just opportunities for the race. So first opportunity, volunteers. Um, are you still looking for volunteers for the event? Always, always, always looking for volunteers. Yeah. Volunteers. What kind of capacity would you be looking for? Anything really. You can never have too many volunteers. Yeah. So, and I think don't be afraid if you've never volunteered before because you get full training. We have people who are on the on the water stations. We have people who are on the roads. We have people who are helping on site. We have people who are just giving directions. People who, I mean, every every possible thing you can think of. And if you if we don't have a role, we'll create one. You know, everybody. We, we all need help. Yeah. Um, the event village needs help. Even uh, the other thing is setting up before the event. And we have, I mean, for instance, on the the Saturday we're setting up the road signs and the routes and marking. Traditionally, the running local running clubs come and help out with that. Gary Roder and has come out, and the gazelles come out and help out with that. So even if you can't help on race day. We need help the day before, and we need help after the race. You know, so really, if you have any spare time over that weekend, we can, you know, if you, we can find something to do. And every every hour, every minute you can give is appreciated. Yeah, yeah. And, and especially the, the, the event it, it brings so much. I mean, we just talked chat about the goals for people who race. Um, if they had no volunteers, they would achieve their goals. They would. Yeah. Um, come back and it's life changing you know I yeah. think we, we see that time and time again in races and, and well, vol changing. volunteers are just so important I mean there's, there's so many different aspects where volunteers good especially if it's like your friends your family or something that you know who's running I mean you Kyle you run a hell of a lot as well and there's there's something about a volunteer who knows you, knows your name, if it's your family, has a little sign for you. It's really uplifting for the runners. And I know it sounds funny, but this is where you've probably seen, or some of the runners have probably seen, that you get your names written on your top. And it's just for a random person to shout your name, and it picks you up. And, and sometimes it's quite funny, I've got people to put nicknames on, so they know it's definitely you, and even if it's like Fatty or something like that. And, and, and you hear someone going, oh, Fatty, it's quite funny, and it makes you laugh, and it lifts you. But there's probably, again, people thinking, oh, I wouldn't, I'm, I'm too scared to do the 5K, the 10K, the half marathon, whatever it is. 
but by starting off your first goal this year could get involved with Rangiri as a volunteer see it witness it see the inspirational people that I'm going to be completely honest here and this is part of my problem but you see people who you look and you think they are too big to run and they're out there running and that's what inspires people because no matter what size you are what shape you are if you can put a pair of trainers on put one foot in front of the other you're a runner get involved so you might be too scared to do the 5k or any event that we've got but yeah please get involved you will inspire other runners and you never know it could be you in the 2020 race um running 5k 10k half marathon etc and yeah in terms of the actual race itself so you can enter as of now mm -hmm. on the website it's yeah. run giri duck.co.uk uk and it's pretty obvious to feel self-explanatory from there yeah, Wedgies went live on Halloween. Mm -hmm. uh, that was our launch up here at the Sports Centre with, with you as well, Kyle, and that went, that went very well. Uh, and entries are flying in, so we are certainly halfway full for the half marathon, which is great. Um, kids' races, we expect them to, to come in fast and furious now with schools. And I know there's a bit of a... A few of the schools are looking to compete. I think um, Inch won the trophy last year, and I think Oyen is looking to steal it, steal it from them. Um, you know, so we'll see how that, well, that goes, and it was great. Uh, it's great to see that no, the friendly rivalry between yeah. the schools, and Keith Hall was quite keen to, to get to, to get nothing uh, like a little firmer. Well, it was the, we have two trophies for the children, and this is the thing we wanted. We recognize that some of the Shire schools are smaller, and it's not fair to put Keith Hall School with I don't know 30 kids against Strathburn with or Meldrum with 400. Um, so we have two trophies one is for the school with the absolute biggest number, largest number of children taking part, so just purely maximum, and one for the highest percentage of the school role. So you have Chapel of Geary School that has, say, 26 kids and has 25 of them running, you know, the percentage is higher. So we try to even it out. Uh, and I think Oin, or Inch won that last year. Um, and that was, or Inch won the, the most, most, most taking part. They had nearly 100 kids, which is great. So we're, there's some rivalries going on there. But Chapel, Chapel has won the percentage, I think. I think we should just permanently engrave at Chapel of Geary because I think this seems to be. Um, so if any, any small schools out there wanting to come, and we've had kids come up from Donauder School in Stonehaven, so people make kids making a long way. So you know we've tried to add that, that friendly rivalry. But because of this, this is why the kids races sell out so quickly, because you have schools entering 20, 30, 40 kids as That's a whole. That's incredible to see. Yeah. Um, that has inspired me is to see the amount of children who are taking part, um, which you don't see as much. In, well, what, um, what we also get is that we, we launch, and I have, I have schools contact me before the launch asking, asking when can we enter, when can we enter? They're keen, because they do their own training programs, you know, and they do maybe four yeah. weeks or five weeks after school, not driven by us, not asked for by us, or, but it's fantastic to see that. So they were trying to get in before. Yeah, yeah. I, I, when I finished my run, I went and did a talk for Oin School, so come mm -hmm. on Oin. Um, <laughs> but they, they do a daily, the daily mile. Yeah. You know, a lot of schools do that. They, they started in somewhere yeah. in Scotland, didn't it? it was a, a teacher who wanted them all. But yeah, they do their daily mile. Okay. And what's actually quite good is they've actually changed it, I think, to the daily, is it 15 minutes or something? Because some kids would do a mile quicker and then sort of stop. And mm. it's like the daily 15 minutes. Five minute mile, they've got 10 minutes to spare. There you go. <laughs> and so yeah, it, it means that everyone's exercising mm. at the same time. But yeah, I mean, lots of schools are really getting involved with this. It's, it's fantastic. It's brilliant. I went to a rugby game in Murrayfield and there were uh, the kids kids came out the local kids and they were doing a daily mile as part of the the kind of celebrations before the game as well so really? you see it's really catching on um, well yeah so just to write off then um, entries are open for the run giri at the moment and uh, the standard entries close on the 24th of 24th of February or on, as each race sells out yeah okay brilliant um, so yeah really thank you so much for coming along and uh, 
it's good to have you on the, the show. We'll have to have a recap again uh, later on in the, the, the year. So thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Carl. Great interview, Kyle. Run Geary, very excited about that. I'm looking at trying to incorporate it into my training plans. So if I can use the half of the 10K as part of the as part of my training for Boston, that'll be great. So looking forward to that great event, and you'll we look forward to bringing more content on that between now and the the big day. Yeah, definitely. Uh, again, just going back into Tom says great interview. He hasn't listened to the interview. <laughs> yeah. We just know. We just we, we just, just preempt know. it. We just know it's a great interview if any of us. Any of us TRS guys are <laughs> speaking shite in a podcast. Let me rephrase was... that. Thanks, everyone, for sitting down with Kyle to come on the podcast. <laughs> and bearing, bearing his questions. Um, but that was it was enjoyable. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Like Tom says, you know, I'll make sure that I'm going to be there and uh, hopefully compete in the, the events as well. So it should be exciting. So if you, you know, again, I mentioned on the show, sign up now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so entries are open. So, yeah. Going in, going into other things. What, what else have we got? Well, running rants. We don't. We haven't had any. We're short on running rants, listeners. So get in touch with us. Let us know what what what's really grinding your gears in terms of running. But one thing I saw was being discussed. I can't remember where it was. It was probably Facebook because Facebook is the breeding pit for all <laughs> pitching and and issues. Someone was complaining that at the East District Cross Country, their their complaint was that during the women's race, men were warming up on the course. And it's disrespectful because in some cases, the men are warming up and actually overtaking women who are running. One question I've got is, were the women training, warming up on the course when the juniors were racing? Good question. I don't know. But what, so what, I'll hold my hands up, right? I go to cross country, I warm up on the course, and I usually jog past back markers at, in the women's race, which is the more, maybe not that cool, actually. Um, but to be honest, I don't know what other options there are to warm up. Would it be better to run the opposite direction? I don't think so. Well, no. I, 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 I think, personally, I have got no issue with warming up on the cross-country course because you're not going to arrive there four hours before all the races start. I mean, no. you've got the junior races. We're not going to warm up four hours before, <laughs> exactly. before your race. <laughs> so there's two reasons that you should go and wreck the cross-country courses. Firstly, to warm up. Secondly, to understand where you're going to be going in mm-hmm. case you go the wrong way. Especially if you're the leading guy, or you know you're maybe further at the back. Now I think that's always been the case, but probably the most important thing is the etiquette of warming up on the track. And personally, this is um, you, you really you really do have to make sure that you're not going to run into some of the faster guys, or yeah. or even if you are going to run past one of the back markers, there's there's by all by all means you know give them some support and say yeah well done you're doing really well, but running past him and not saying anything I think maybe maybe not cool well but the problem is though is you say that but when you're you can be overtaking tens of people that's true and yeah. is it patronising is it yeah, patronising well to done, jog yeah, past someone yeah. in your full tracksuit yeah. warming up or whatever you warm up in to be like oh great job keep going but what, 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 what other choice have you got then how would you like it if, if uh, you were doing a race and 
Big Kipchoge warmed up past you. It was I, like, great job, Kyle. <laughs> I've already had these guys running past me in a race. They lapped me in Edinburgh Cross Country oh, no. one year, like 15 years ago, and my mum and dad are watching the TV going, it's Kyle getting lapped. <laughs> but I, I, I think it's, I understand the, the, the complaint, but I would, what I would say is, what is the concern about it? Is it because it's disrespectful? It's not disrespectful, and maybe I'm, being maybe I'm turning the rant on itself and I'm ranting against them, <laughs> but I would say don't be disrespected because it's it's not intentional. And if someone is racing at ten minute miling or twenty minute miling, you cannot be disrespected if someone is warming up at nine and happens to be overtaking. That's just that is just how it works. Secondly, there's nowhere else to warm up, yeah. so and you need to wrecky the course. Yeah. And lastly, if it, the concern is because they're chewing up the course, welcome to the men's race. I mean, by the time we get on the <laughs> bloody course. Every man and his dog, and literally some dogs have been around the course. There's dog shit on the course. It's just disgraceful. There's nothing worse than dog shit spattering on your face. I had that when I was a junior. A bit of shit going right into my face, like a big group of guys in front of me. I think it was Irvin Cross Country. Oh. And you know what Irvin's like. Uh, yeah. It's a Scottish school's big wallop of shit just slapped right into the back, right into my face. So that nightmare. And, and that Balgoni, that was that was a. Uh... Balgoni was a great event and you know, particularly the Aberdeen AAC boys who set up the course did a great job, but there was a dog crap on the course. <laughs> which it was uh someone some spectator remember the stick. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, At least back there wasn't to wasn't that back set to, of spikes in there. Oh, oh god. Back to toilet humour. <laughs> so, anyway, um so I would that that's where I would I think it's a a concern that I don't think needs to be a concern uh if you're it's not get if, if people are getting in the way of the race that's not cool but from what i've seen i've never seen people get in the way of the race most guys are running single file on when it's wide and if it narrows they're they're slowing down and same with the women who warm up i mean i know you know i know a lot of our female club members who warm up as you say during the junior yeah. race and they they show that some uh you know they show that respect in the sense they give them room so I mean, the other thing I would no. say is anyone who's running and obstructs any racers or just has got no disregard to wh- their whereabouts are idiots. And yeah, yes, you guys shouldn't be warming up in the course if you don't don't have your wits about you. So, uh, and it's just, and that's the same that applies on the track. Like when you're on the athletics track, if you're going, you know, doing your strides or warm, you've got to know exactly where you're going. You don't want a sprinter going straight into you and plowing, you know, injuring both both you and him um, so yeah it's, it's just the etiquette isn't it so exactly ah, it's it's like I did the park run over Christmas that one in Kirkcaldy and there's a the second lap you do a lap of the, the water and there's this guy walking his dog right and his dog must be on a 15 metre leash so the leash is the dog is is and the dog's not even that far away from him but it's all just like loose it's not like reeled it in yeah and, you do a little hurdle and I was you no know, run towards him and I went oi <laughs> and he looked at me and just stared I'm moving towards him at a reasonable lick. You know, I'm not that quick, but it's it's. I'm coming at him, and he's not doing anything about it. I'm thinking this is a multi-user path. It's clear that there's a there's an event yeah, on. Yeah. I won't say race because technically oh, it's not. Is there not a massive debate about uh, runners don't have the right away when it comes to park runs and? But it's you. All that. It brings. I think a lot of these park runs they bring. They bring. I mean, look at the one we went to over Christmas. We went to park run with. Um, Fiona's uh, dad and he runs at Delamere they had over 600 finishers on, really? on Christmas Day it was chaos <laughs> now th- think of the number of people who are either paying for the parking there using the cafe well, yeah. the cafe wasn't open but usually 
these guys are going quite. We quite often get a coffee after a party. Buying, uh, buying mince pies from Asda. And, uh, yeah, yeah, but it's like it's five. It's it's four to five hundred people who wouldn't otherwise be going there and using facilities, and and in, in a lot of cases paying for it. So people who bitch and moan about Parkrun, I would say Parkrun brings a huge amount of. Uh, brings exercise to a huge number of people's lives who otherwise wouldn't have it. Look at the obesity problems in this country. Yeah. And secondly, it can bring value to areas where, you know, it can rejuvenate cafes and parks. And I, I just think if someone is walking his dog, I mean, come on, man, step to the side. <laughs> and if he thought I was a problem, he had a mass of hundreds of people coming behind. Yeah. <laughs> Safety in numbers, yeah, yeah. as well. You, you'd be absolutely fine. Right? So there's a rant. I think that's, we, we, that's probably a have rant. Rant, we probably have ranted about dog walkers before and we'll rant about them again yeah and if you listen to this and you're a runner who also walks your dog i'm sure that you show you show a bit of respect and also i was runners tend to move out of the way i you know if i see a guy with a dog and you'll be the same car you don't run at them you try and run around them yeah, yeah. but on a path you expect them to make the same effort ah oh, I was about to say 100% there. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I stopped myself. A hun. Uh, totally. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I completely agree with you, Tom. So We need, uh, to, we need, to, we need to freshen up the show. Maybe we can just start saying totes. Totes, yeah. A lot totes amaze. Yeah, totes amaze balls. Yeah, there we go. Anyway, so that's a great rant. Thanks for that, Tom. Uh, thanks for the person who sent that in. <laughs> yeah. Even though we don't know who that person is, the person on, on some some, some bony old bastard <laughs> like us. <laughs> oh, right. Dear. right. So other things that we've, I say other things that we've got in the show. Uh, not much left to, to chat about because it's a bit of a long one. But we, I, I've kind of missed uh, doing the, doing the show because we haven't been yeah. doing it for a couple of weeks. So it's good to get our our TRS uh, yeah. podcasting fix again. Exactly. Um, but in terms of races, is there any race? Obviously, we've got a couple of races coming so up. So the big one this weekend is the Interdistrics and the Sterling International Cross Country. So from an Interdistrics perspective, uh, I think the you know you only have to look at the guys who won the various district champs as your kind of favourites. So um, on the east side, it was Jamie Crow. I don't know if Jamie's running the. In fact, let's get this, look at the start list. That's probably the best way to go. So we've got Jamie Crow. Um, we know, I mean, you would imagine Ali Hale run. Yeah. Uh, from the east, Cal McKenzie, who's in great form, so yep. that he could be some of the feature. Um, we've got Cameron Strachan going down also in the east. Uh, who else have we got? Got somebody not the from the east. Oh, I don't know. Well, uh, you got the start list there, but I'll go into the north, guys. We've got I think Rob Sinclair's going. Uh, Ken, Kenny Wilson's down. Uh, who else have we got? We John Newsom. I think John Newsom's going to be heading heading over Graham B as well. Um, in the West, I would imagine Andrew Douglas and is going to be making an appearance. Of course, Andrew as well Douglas, yeah. uh, for the West. And there's also not only is there um, you've also got the district teams, but there's uh, is there a Scottish University team as well. Is that? Is that happening this year? Uh, there is. So, so I've got the result. I've got here the teams here. here. So here let, let's we're, do this we're properly. Prepared now. So Michael Christophero, uh, East, Cal McKenzie. These guys are all East. Cal McKenzie. No more Michael Ferguson. We'll talk about that shortly. He's been boosted up to the Scotland team, which is good. Uh, Jacob Adkin, Ali Hay, Cameron Strachan, Dale Colley, Conan McCaukey, John Lenahan, Will Mackay, Tyler White, Daryl Hasty, our Gallagher man, uh, Dougie Selman, Mike Crawley, and Scott McDonald. So a pretty strong team for the East. The North, Kenny Wilson, Rob Sinclair, Craig Campbell, James Wilson, Steve Day, 
Ewan Davidson, Robbie Patterson, Greg Shearer, Finlay McLennan, John Newsom, Donnie McDonald, Hamish Hickey, big squad, Cameron Main, Max Abernethy, and Fraser Roach. And then just to round out on the West, Andy Douglas, John Bell, Fraser Stewart, Alistair Campbell, Kevin Harvey, Grant Bailey, Ryan Thompson, John Ferguson, Cameron Wright, Ryan Gray, Lewis Rayburn, Sean Fontana and Craig Ruddy. Now you mentioned the unis, so I'll talk about that. Tristan Reese, Alex Carcass, Kevin Wood, Alexander Cheplin, Jonathan Crickmore, Eddie Narbit, Tom Hogg, Thomas Berry, Luca Fanatoli, Finley Todd, James Donald, Ewan Gillum, Jack Leach and Lewis Rayburn. So a pretty strong mix there. There's also a North of England team, which we won't talk about. But those names, I think you've said them all already. Lacanotes, Andy Douglas, Mike Cristoforo, Cal McKenzie. I mean, those are the names. Ali Hay, these are the these are the guys who are going to mix it. Yeah. Um, on the female side, you know, the East, you only have to look at the top of the East list. Morag Miller. I mean, that, I think, is someone who is going to, you know, we know Morag's in good shape and she, she's run really well at the, um, a lot of the cross country this season. Other names, Joe Williams in there, Annabelle Simpson, Lauren Wilson, Metro Aberdeen's Claire Bruce, Megan Crawford, Jeannie Brand and Jen Elvin of Metro Aberdeen, uh, Jennifer Kibble-Smith, Fife, Jill Stephen, Laura Robertson, Jessica McLeod, Kira Gore, Freya Ross on the comeback, and nice. Chloe Cox all over the East. North, we've got Ailey McKenzie, Katrina Morrison, Kirsty Rogan, Amy Hudson, Tammy Wilson, JSK, a local one up here, Moira Davey, Gemma Cormack, Kaylee Jarrett, uh, an interesting one because Kaylee's a, a Metro Aberdeen. I'm not sure oh. why she's running north. I'm not sure if that's allowed. I guess it is. Grace Whelan, Lisa Allen, Marie Baxter, Emma Murray, Vicky Thompson, and Iona Craft. West, this is becoming a bit of a list, but I think it is useful to talk about them. Erin Wallace, Elspeth Curran, Michelle Sanderson, Nicola Hood, Avril Mason, Katie White, Anna Tate, Katrina McDonald, Leslie Chisholm, Hannah Terrace. Terence, sorry, Ruth Joss, Josephine Moultrie, Christina Rankin, Fanula Ross, who must be one of the favourites yeah, for that as well. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. And Tony McIntosh. So I think you're looking at, um, actually, I might as well mention the students because Anna McFadden's in there. So, and my bloody hell, students here Rebecca Johnson, Katie Bain, <laughs> Zoe Bates, Amy Franklin, Zoe Plug, Emma Gill, Steph Tucker, Rebecca Craig, Ali Hunter, Mary McLennan, Anna McFadden, Constance Nankaval, Claire Stewart, and Lauren McCulloch. So, so on the women's side, actually, let me re- go back. I think you're looking at Mary McLennan, Fanula Ross, and Morag Miller. And I, I don't know, is Anna McFadden, I know she's really running really well. Is she up with them? Probably. I'd imagine so, yeah. So yeah. that could be a really exciting race, actually. Well, I'm going to say well done to Tom for listing all the names so well. You know, fantastic pronunciation. <laughs> Compared to my absolute balls up the whole episode. So, yeah, well done, Tom. Well, and you, good luck to everyone well, who's running. The thing is, you were selected for this, so the least I can bring to the table is pronunciation of the start list. That's, yeah, that, you know, that, that makes... Yeah, well, thank you for, for uh, covering me. Anyway, that, so we won't go into the junior events. Um, we'll just keep there. But first time at Sterling, so we'll be interested to see how it goes, on, goes at Sterling. Any, any, any idea what the course is like? Is it going to be all on grass or is it hilly, flat? I don't, it's all on grass. I don't know if it's hilly or trailing. Go ride the walk. It'll be laps. Yeah, it's on the. Um, I saw the. 
I saw the course map the other day up here, but it's it, it looks quite spectator friendly, like the previous yeah. ones. It's going to be tele. Well, the interdistricts won't be, but the international will be televised. Oh, is it televised? That's yeah, great. so that's cool. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to. It. I'm going to try and watch that on Sunday morning actually. Uh, the the international one, so that'll be cool. And then we've got actually there's some decent names coming. When you look at, uh, I think Leonard Courier is lined up for the for the American team. Of course, there's an American team. A British team and usually a European team, so that'll be that'll be cool. And yeah, it should and it's be an eight K format as well. Yes, amazing. Now, in the if we just to talk about the British team, because I remember one of my favourite memories of watching athletics in person. I mean, I was at, I went I was at the Olympic Stadium when Mo won his his, uh, his gold. I was in Russia when Mo won his medals there. Uh, I was I've been to. Uh, Diamond League in, in Rome and the Prefontaine Eugene some big events but my highlight of watching athletics was when you remember when um, Calm Hawkins was running at Edinburgh at East yeah. District and he was he was right up mixing it right up towards the front really pushing oh, I do, yeah. and it was I like was, a tunnel of yeah. noise and we were stood up near the wee, uh, Haggis Knoll on the Edinburgh course and you've got so many folk on the side you've got the the Kilbride guy East Kilbride oh, you know, yeah, the East Kilbride Tartan Army Tartan yeah. Army those guys are legends and so amazing amazing atmosphere for a cross-country event and i just think i hope that they get the same at sterling well, i hope so yeah well anyone if you've got your tartan running shorts stick them on yeah get them shown in the, the the box as well and uh while we're sitting sitting in our bed watching the tv but so if we just talk about the gb team the women's team uh you've got um kate avery uh with charlotte arthur we talked about from the the park run world record Jess Piasecki, who's been in good form, Pippa Wolven and Verity Ockenden. And uh, the men's team is, let me just pull it up as well. On the men's team, we've got Patrick Dever, Nick Gulab, Charlie Holson, Chris Jones, Ross Millington and Andy Vernon. So really exciting to see Chris Jones in Edinburgh in a... In a, in a British vest. So that's the, the men's and the women's team for the main, the sort of main individual race. We've also got the mixed relay as well. So the mixed relay format is 4 by a K, I believe, isn't it? 4 by 5 yeah, maybe 15. Yeah, so it's a senior mixed relay team. Uh, aye, an awesome lineup as well. Alex Bell, uh, Laura Muirs lining up, uh, Philip Sesiman and Jamie Williamson. So that's uh, Jamie Williamson. He's, he's a GB guy, a Scottish guy. Um, so two Scots lining up for the mixed relay. Yeah, um, Laura's captain of the team, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. In terms of the junior mix, really, we've got Charlotte Alexander, Grace Brock, Jack Meyer, and Matt Willis. So, should be a, a yeah. cracking lineup. So yeah. it's good. It's good to see. It's good to see a few Scottish names. I know Chris is not Scottish, but he's a Scottish runner, as far as we're concerned. So yeah, Chris Jones and Laura Muir in there. So really cool. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. Exciting times, and of course, I think in the Scotland team, I don't have that team to in hand but I know that Michael Ferguson got pulled up to run for the the Scotland team in the relay so really exciting to see how, how they got on as well yeah brilliant I mean obviously we're a little bit biased because Michael's up in Aberdeen but he's I think he's a bit of an unsung hero he's always totally uh, he's, he's always he's always in the mix he's always at the top level in the senior ranks and has moved up really well um, from the junior ranks as well so uh, and also you know he's, he's a great short distance runner but really doing so well in the distance events as well um, from the 10k onwards now so well done to Michael for the call up and I'm sure you'll smash it out on Saturday 
So what else have we got this weekend? I know that locally there's an event called the BA Stores Cross Country. So it's a new. It's good to see new cross country races come come in. That's uh, that's up this way in the northeast somewhere. I think it's maybe near Inverurie. Um, what and else that's, have we got? Uh, I think that's organised by the Jog Scotland Contour, is it not? That's or right. Is it Trail Runners, one of them. That's other. right. Yeah. yeah. So it's a. Uh, I believe. So if you're looking for a a local. Um, Apologies for the noise. Yeah. My, my cat's playing playing this, with something. Chewy. Kyle's cat is going mental. Is it is it all right? <laughs> I don't know. It needs a shit. It needs a shit when it does it. It's actually got a bike. Uh, you know the something off the bike. All right. You know okay. Basically taking apart Chewy's bike. Piss off, will you? So yeah, we've got. Um, yeah, we actually had a message uh, from uh, from the organizer of of the of the BA Stores event and. Uh, yeah, it's really it's really interesting actually to to see new events come in. So BA Cross Country, it's called JSK. So Jog Scotland Contour uh, are, are supporting it, and uh, in trail runners, and it's based in a, a BA stores near sort of West Hill Contour region. Um, there's it's all on Facebook if you want to if you want to get involved. So that's this Saturday at ten, and the format is there's a four k race and an eight k race. You can do whichever one you want. Uh, kind of like some of the other local cross countries. And uh, they're mixed events, so yeah, really good. Good on them for organising a new race up here. Um, shout out to Graham Aitken who's been in touch, and I know a few guys locally running. It. I think uh, our man at Ben Ward Run Beers running, uh, bringing some uh, talent to the fair, and actually Miles Edwards as well, I believe, is might be lacing up. So that's another. Uh, so you know, add some real class to the affair. Uh, yeah, uh, abs- uh, no, yeah, absolutely. Again, totally. <laughs> Oh dear! And what? Anything else coming up? Uh, obviously, we've got the, the there's a great Stirling Castle run, and um, so that's obviously part of the cross country event. And it's, I think it's a mix of cross country and trail, um, and yes. that's an open event. So I, I don't know if you can sign up on on the day, but I encourage you just to look at the the website, uh, the great Stirling Castle run, and I'm sure you'll be able to find mm. all the details on there. Um, another uh, another just thinking ahead. If you're a club runner and you're over 40, entries are open but close next week for the National Masters Cross Country, which is being held in Hoyk. So you can imagine how excited a team from Aberdeen are to travel down to Hoyk for a cross country. <laughs> Where about is Hoyk? Is that in the borders, uh, yeah, is it? It's in the borders. Oh, yeah, God. it's a, a long way. And it, uh, unfortunately, we're seeing that. And I, go, I guess they had to come up. It was in Forest last year. You remember it was, that? Yeah, imagine yeah. coming from Hoyt to Forest. Oh, it's, imagine just, if, ma- yeah. just put it in Dundee. <laughs> like, what's wrong with Dundee? Or forest. Have you been to Forest, Tom? It's I have been to turf. Forest. Of course, I've been to Forest. The place is the pinnacle of cross country running in the world. So anyway, if you're that's where all the big guns are from. <laughs> that's where the yeah. If you're anyway, if you're uh, if you're uh, an over forty and you haven't got your entry in yet and you want to, then speak to your club. Uh, other events are coming up on the radar. We talked about it ourselves. The, I think it's the 23rd of February is the National Cross. We're going to be lacing up, so get that in your diaries. Get Make sure that when the entries are open up, get into it, because that's, uh, we're, we're going to try and give people a bit more notice on races. You know, other races, Inverness Half is in is in Fe- is March, March 10th, yeah. so entries are open for that. Run Geary, of course, entries are open. Uh, I believe entries are open now for Baker Hughes, 10K up here. Yeah, they, they are, yeah. The Baker Hughes, uh, Run Balmoral, all the... Yeah, Run Balmoral, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all the big ones are now open. So get your entries in early because they will fill up. Yes, um, and in, to race organisers in the central belt, give us a shout. We'd love to promote your races. We love knowing that, being able to tell listeners when races have opened you know, and, and giving them the opportunity to get involved. So 
So please let us know what you're up to. Fantastic. Right. I think that's going to round off the show. I mean, we've been chatting for about an hour and a half and there's a bit, another hour of content with the, the Run Geary stuff. That's about two and a half hours, listeners. If you're, in oh. for, you're in for a winner this this uh, a winner the, the, the first a... episode of the year. <laughs> you say that. Now, I'm, I'm pretty sure listeners, when they see it, they, they download and they say, oh, it's two hours and they go, oh, uh, no. FFS. We can, actually find, <laughs> we can actually find out how long every, every, every listener is. Like, yeah. And there's like a, it gives us a percentage <laughs> of how many people will stop at, like, I don't know, like an hour. 50% are still listening past that. So it's an, Yeah, I think it usually sits about 60, 70%. So, no, so what that means is no one's listening now. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. So we can slag off everyone and anyone. Yeah. And they won't even know about it because no one listens other than us. Um, but, right, the challenge is, uh, listeners, is to run for the, the duration of this podcast. Now, I know, I, I know I've said the challenge at an hour and a half, so <laughs> people aren't going to know that challenge until then. But uh, maybe say, say that in the first... Uh, that'll be a New Year uh, kickstart for the years to listen to a whole episode of Tartan Running Shorts in one run. There you go. And it starts with episode number 37, the longest of them all. So, right. Grand. Well, thank you for your kind hospitality tonight, Kyle. Yes. For our, our first joint recording of the year. Exactly. Thank you for, for turning up in, in force. And uh, yeah, as always, if you do want to give us a shout out or if you want to also review Tartan Running Shorts uh, podcast, you can do that um, on our Facebook page. And yeah, we, we do recommend that you review us on iTunes as well. Just so we can bump up get, we get do, us yeah. back in the top 200 uh, running podcasts in the, in the UK yeah, especially be, now we've got competition ex- exactly exactly so if you do want to you can Facebook us on well, is it, we've got Twitter as well um, do, yeah. so it's tw- uh, Twitter shorts Tartan shorts I'm having a nightmare again Tartan running shorts is our our Facebook and Tartan running shorts at gmail.com is our email so As always, we will see you guys or speak to you guys next week. Thank you. Bye.